Cowabunga, Digi-Dudettes, and welcome to episode 195 of Turtles Forever. I am your host, Rob, and I just wanted to hop on here real quick just to, first of all, wish you all a happy Saturday morning. Say hi. Hi. Say Cowabunga. I've got my little uh, sidekick here this morning. She's uh, She's got a little bit of a stomach bug, but she's hanging in there. She's doing really good. She actually has more energy than Daddy has this morning. <laughs> but uh, anyways, the episode you're about to hear, this was a lost episode of Turtle Flakes. And the only reason I say lost is because I forgot to upload this one um, as I was uploading all the old episodes. And this was actually the last Turtle Flakes episode that we, uh, we ever did. And this is about my all-time favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game, Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project for the NES. Uh, so what's cool about this particular episode you're about to hear, if you haven't heard it, is that we double teamed with the Two Dudes in a Nest podcast. Tootie. Yeah. Tootie. I didn't say Tootie. I said Two Dudes. <laughs> and then also uh, we talked to Josh O'Rourke uh, at the end of the episode. And I can't remember why we had to separate like that. Maybe we couldn't all get together at the same time. Yeah. But it's a double dose of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project. And I hope you all enjoy have a great week, guys. We've got some great things planned for next week. We're going to do another Turtle Vision on and episode six. That's right. And from <laughs> from Leah, I think she's uh, telling me i got to wrap it up. Also, we got some IDW issues we're going to be talking about very soon with Zach and Booyaka Show. And we have a Tales book we're going to be talking soon. And an Era episode that we've got planned. So, super excited. And by the way, I am so sorry for those interns. They're, they're hijacking our feet again. But I have to say, Ben Tramer, he's, he's quite the musician. I, I really am impressed. Yeah, yeah. So, on behalf of Leah and myself, we hope you have a great week. And as always... Cowabunga, dudes. Say cowabunga. Cowabunga. Dudes, Michelangelo here, you know, the master of the whirling pizzas. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness, brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and Josh. Cowabunga! I'm Tom Arnold, and I'm impressed that you're listening to Two Dudes at an S. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? Dude, season seven was rough in the early 19. Uh, it's such a relief just to catch some rays out here in Panama City with a mega slice of jerk chicken jalapeno and uh, pineapple pizza. Am I right? Yeah, man. It's years. You're so right. I say we take some time off before starting on season eight. Oh, I almost forgot. Uh, April's report is about to start. Much more than just a series of small, isolated incidents, it's now apparent that an organized criminal element is at work. And at the moment, business is good. Dude, it's Shredder. Oh no! Dude, dude.
I taking April along with Manhattan Island. If you want them back, come and get them. Or you guys could just discuss TMNT3, the Manhattan Project for the NES. It was a 1992 release by Konami, with exceptionally good music and gameplay mechanics that really showcased what the NES could do at the time. Whichever is more convenient for you. <laughs> what a jerk. Uh, hey, J hey, Justin. What's up, man? Uh, I'm thinking we might need some backup. What are you thinking? Uh, do we have to share our pizza with them? Uh, no, of course not. Um, I, I've still got this old scepter thing. I, I hope it still works. Wait, you've been carrying that thing around the whole time? Never leave home without it, dude. Anyway, here goes nothing. I called Donnie. No way, Hosehead. You always get Donnie. I do not. Well, I'll tell you what. You play as Donnie this round, and I'll wait around for the pizza guy. He's got 30 seconds. Wise men say forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late... Hey, what is that? Dude, it's our scepter. It hasn't lit up in years. Wait, that can only mean... The two dudes back on Earth need our help? You think of what I'm thinking? We have to share our pizza with them. Of course not, but this time, let's travel interdimensionally with style. It's time to break our prototype jet-powered surfboards. You in? Cowabunga! Cowabunga! Dudes, so glad to have some help. Got the Turtle Flakes boys. It's been too long. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's been too long. Way too long. Uh, all right. Well, tonight we're talking about TMNT three, the Manhattan Project, the latest in the series of Ninja Turtles video games on the NES. Awesome. Yeah, we had you guys on for the first game. We had, I think, at least Rob for sure. Did Josh? Did you join us on the second one? I think so. Or did we get it's Imposter Josh on that one? Would he keep talking <laughs> about uh, Power Rangers? Oh, there was a lot of Power Rangers talk, yeah. then it was the other one. Yeah, Imposter Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember, but uh, it's definitely awesome to be back on with you guys. Uh, been loving the show, and um, really glad to be able to join you. And we're we're kind of starting Turtle Flakes back up, so yeah, um, we got sucked into Dimension X. We missed all of 2020 so you guys will have to fill us in i mean uh, i'm sure it was a great year we just we've been in dimension x hanging out with the neutrinos the whole time and uh working at ninja pizza so what did we miss i'm sure it was an yeah, amazing year about that 2020 much. yeah nothing <laughs> much good. yeah that's great <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we okay. move on to 21 <laughs> <laughs> sure ever. actually yeah. cool. speaking of this is 2020 on this is our first episode of 2021 and uh, I'm excited. It's going to be season eight. It's going to be the best season ever. Maybe the fewest episodes we ever release in a season. We'll see. No. <laughs> Surely we're not. On a, we're, on a, we're on a good downward trend. So Don't call you Shirley. <laughs> um, I say we get right into it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Justin, do you have some historical tidbits and trivia? Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Time to get out your D-pad notepads because you're about to get schooled by the doctor. Not only do I have 
tidbits and trivia, but I have it in the form in a special format. The format of a quiz game. Yes. yes! Okay. Nice. I really want to know what that scream is at the end. <laughs> I think it's somebody going, "Hey!" I, that's what I always heard in my head. I thought, I thought it was a turtle that you know his his nerves were so wired up at the end of the level he just vomits and that's him going. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's what it is for me now. <laughs> <laughs> he gets he's done. He just throws up everywhere. Okay, quiz game. Everybody knows how the quiz game works by now, I believe. But there will be five questions, um, and each question will have four multiple choice answers. You could ring in at any time if you think you know the answer. You can ring in before the the answer choices are even read. Um, you ring in by saying your name. Is everybody ready? Yes. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Question number one. This title, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 Manhattan Project, was released several months earlier in Japan, actually in December of 1991, when it was released in the U.S. in February of 1992. However, in Japan, it was released under a different name. What was that name? Josh. Josh? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2? That is correct. It was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Manhattan Project in Japan because the original was not released under the name Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So it was actually just the first uh, or the second game uh, released in the series. Nice job, Jose. Yeah, good job. All right. Question Is it Rob and Josh versus me, or is every man for themselves? Every man for himself. himself. Yeah. (laughs) And whoever wins gets to uh, eat the uh, largest amount of pizza. Pizza, yeah. All right. Because I know you can answer there. All right. By the time this game was uh, being developed, the original designers from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 were actually already working on titles for Super Nintendo. So the team, so the so the development went to a new team that went by the name of Kuniru Asabu, which in Japanese translate to what in in English? Is it A. Run, fight, win? Is it B. Eat, sleep, and play? Is it C. Eat, sleep, and work? Or is it D. Run, dash, and sprint? Josh. Josh. I'm going to go with C. Not C. <sighs> Mike. Uh-huh. I'm going with A. It is not run, fight, and win. Rob. Rob. <laughs> I'll go with B. B. B is correct. Yes! <laughs> Sleep and play was the, was the name of the group that uh, worked on the development of this game. I thought the translation was going to be B-Squad. all right question number three so we've got josh with the point rob with the point mike with the goose egg three the only person to work on both games in regards to development was a man by the name of masaki kishimoto what role did he play on developing uh, mike music what role did he play on developing the arcade game? 
Was it a visual programmer? Music. <laughs> B director. I okay. Here's the deal. I should have I should have said excluding the music because the composers were the same. So uh-huh. thank you. That was unfair. Okay. That was unfair. <laughs> of course, unfair questions for me. So the so he was only in the development of the game. I tried to say it with the development of the game, but I should have specified <laughs> excluding the music. But what role? So Mike, you're back in. Okay, I'll, I'll put you back in. What role did he play? On developing the arcade game, was it A, visual programmer, B, director, C, assistant developer, or D, art director? Mike. Mike? Art developer. No. Okay. Still got <laughs> it Rob. wrong. <laughs> Rob. I'll say, I'll say C, the assistant. Nope. Oh, assistant sorry. to the regional manager. Assistant <laughs> to the Josh. Josh. What, what Josh, do I have left. <laughs> you have visual programmer or director. I'm gonna go with director. No. Uh, oh. Nobody gets the points there. He was the visual programmer, and he came back and worked on this game as well. All right, so we still got one for Josh, one for Rob, and no, nothing for Mike. He even answered that question wrong twice. <laughs> <laughs> this game was this game was advertised in many European PN, uh, gaming magazines, but was actually never released. According to those advertisements, when was the game supposed to be released in Europe? Was it A, summer of 1992? B, spring of 1992, C, winter of 1992, or D, the summer of 93. Mike? I'm going to say winter of 92. That is incorrect. Oh, my gosh. So we got summer 93. Go ahead, Rob. I'll say D. D, summer 93. Nope, that's also incorrect. (laughs) All right, Josh, I got... What are my two options? Let's see if I can be... Summer of 92 or spring of 92? I'm going to go... I'm feeling spring. Let's go spring. Well, that one was actually summer of 92 was what it was. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Do we have any listeners left after that? Yeah, they're all just... (laughs) It was actually never... It was never released. Okay, this one, I know you all three are going to know the answer to this one because it... This has nothing to do with the development of this game. But Mike. It's Ninja I'm just kidding. <laughs> In the movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Se- 2, The Secret of the Ooze, Shredder meets Toka and Reza for the first time. Out of frustration for their behavior, he runs out and screams, Rob. What? Rob. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Babies. They're babies. babies. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. One of the best cinematic. Babies. <laughs> one of the cin- best cinematic moments. I love it. I don't know what it, why it's so funny to me, but I love it. Oh, Thanks, the voice. <laughs> They're babies. <laughs> All right. Well, Rob wins. That gives right. me the win. Right. I'll share my pizza with you. Josh gets on the podium on second place. Mike, I can't even put you on the podium with no points. <laughs> we want you no points. 
<laughs> but anyway, I feel like, Mike, you're going to have some good story about when and where you got this game. Yes. Now it's time for the thrill of 8-Bit Discovery with Michael's quest to find the cart. I do actually have a good story this time. I think Rob probably does too, and I'm sure John, everybody's got a good story about this game, should they yeah. have it. But for me, this one goes back to, I don't know, I guess it came out in 92, right? So I was, mm-hmm. mm, how old was I? Like eight, nine years old maybe by the time I got it? Seven when it came mm-hmm. out, so I probably eight. But anyways, around that age, I got some like really serious strep throat thing. I don't even know what it was. Probably like the mumps or the measles. I don't know. I had, I had the shot. So it's probably not that. <laughs> it was something where my neck swole up and I could small not move. Pox. No, it wasn't smallpox. Yeah. Polio? No, I don't know. Something like that. Mom? I should have asked my mom what it was. I think it was strep though. Was it? Oh, strep. Okay. But I think it was like a serious version of strep where like my neck swole up and I couldn't move. Anyways, get I was, a goiter. Yeah, yeah. It's funny now that I'm alive, right? But what if I would have died, Josh? <laughs> Anyways, I was trapped in my room in my bed, and I could not move my head. So my uh, grandfather, whom I called Granddaddy, because it's the South, uh, and he went out and knew, knowing that I couldn't get out of bed, went out and bought me an NES game, and it was this game. So wow. and he came over and he played it with me. And I, I, this is such a good memory. You know, I always have that memory. Well, so that's, that's, that's how I got this game. You were faking sex just so you can get the game, weren't you? I would have yes. done the same thing. Would have been worth it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I wish I would have. I should have asked my mom what that, what that sickness was. It could have been strep though, right? Maybe it could have been. No, yeah, it could have been strep. I mean, Strep's pretty common yeah. for kids. Yeah. But strep throat seems so minor, because in my head it seems so major, you know? Hmm. It could have been mono, maybe. I don't know. But that's usually like longer term. term like. I just yeah. remember not being able to move my head. Like I <laughs> couldn't turn left or right. It was hmm. basically just stuck in one position. That's crazy. Justin, you're the doctor. What the heck did I have? Um, mumps. Mumps. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's my story. Rob or Josh or Justin, do you have a story about how you got the game? Yeah. Um, uh, mine's not like a major story or anything like that, but I do really remember this game really striking a chord with me. Um, we, I was at a pool party, and this was, I guess, right around the time the game came out. And uh, my buddy, like, once we get out of the pool and everything, it's an awesome summer day. And I remember he opens up his presents and Turtles 3 is one of the gifts. And I didn't even know there was a Turtles 3 game because the first game I got in my lineup, I think the first three games was Mario 3, Batman, and Turtles 2. I thought there were only two Turtles games. So when I see that game, I'm like, oh my gosh, we got to go up there and play it right now, even though it wasn't my birthday. I was trying to call the shots. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I was like, we got to go, we got to go. So uh, we go up there and uh, we ha- I remember we were eating our – or we were having our – birthday cake and ecto coolers and we played turtles three on these beanbag chairs and my buddies now we've all probably had a friend that had like the coolest room you know with all these awesome posters and great toys and video games i wasn't one of those kids growing up but i had friends like that and i just remember us all trying to beat turtles three that that day and i love the game so much that i begged my parents to get it but they made me wait until christmas 
And even then, mm. I didn't get it for, for my parents for Christmas. But my uncle surprised me later that Christmas evening with the game. But I did get a Sega Genesis that Christmas. So, uh, oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. Nice. I, I forgot where I was. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that was just my story. And, and this game, you know, I know we're going to get into it. But it's such, I mean, I actually, I want to ask you guys a question about this. So keep this in your back pocket for the show. I just listened to your $177 episode, which was awesome. I wonder if now that we're covering this game, if this would have made your your list as your Turtles game. So uh, I know it's a little bit more on the pricey side. Uh, I think it's like 20 or 30 bucks. I'm not sure. I haven't checked l- recently, but uh, Rob, I, we have a segment where we release that information. Uh, oh, okay. I will just, yeah, there's my story. There's my story. And I'm sticking to it. All right. So uh, I have a story as well. Um, so I did not play this game when it was when it was new uh, as a kid. So it came out in what ninety one. So I was probably also playing um, that other sixteen bit console, uh, which we had got for Christmas, and had kind of moved on to sixteen bit stuff for the most part because it was new hey, and exciting. Yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, probably. Maybe about 10 years ago or so, well, probably longer than that, 10 or 15 years ago, I started collecting again. And um, before I was really collecting, I was kind of buying stuff, fixing NESs and reselling them. So I'd replace the 72 pin connector and resell them to make some extra money to buy more games. So I was trying to pick up as many NESs as I, as I could and get them fixed, <clears throat> and as well as uh, Mario Duck Hunt because everyone wants that. And the store nearby always had those for like a dollar or two fifty. So I would just like clear them out. Every time I had Mario Duck Hunt, I would buy all of them. And then I would test them before I'd go to sell the systems. And uh, there's one day I was clean, cleaning games and systems. I clean up Mario Duck Hunt. I stick it in and Turtles 3 boots up. I was like, what is this? This is awesome. <laughs> I was like super excited. I was like, what is going on here? So sure enough, um, I checked it out. And somebody, some kid probably back in the day, uh, probably ripped off a rental place and they opened up their, nice. their, uh, they opened up the game and swapped the, uh, swapped the game boards out <laughs> and somebody, <laughs> somebody, uh, took turtles three and swapped it out for Mario. That's so, a crafty um, kid. I would have just swapped yeah, the stickers. Yeah, that is a crafty kid. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's pretty crazy. Um, and I guess that kind of speaks to, uh, the quality of the game. If you're willing to give up Duck Hunt and Mario for this, that's, that's pretty huge. So, um, so I ended up, uh, you know, cl- what was that? Two for one. Two for one. That's right. Um, so, and that was actually, I think that may have been the first time that I had played it. Um, to be honest, I don't, I mean, I wasn't really, I was probably aware that it existed, but never played it. And um, I ended up, uh, I just liked the story and the excitement of finding it that way. So um, I ended up getting a reproduction label somewhere and uh, cleaning it off and putting it on the cartridge. So um, it's technically the real game, but I have a reproduction label. So that was kind of a fun, uh, fun way to get the game. That's yeah, that's awesome. cool. You should have just left the old label on there and just wrote in big magic marker. <laughs> I would say this is probably the last game I got for the, the NES when I was a kid, because I think at this point, just like you guys, I was already on to the 16, 16-bit, um, but I did end up getting this game later. I don't think I got it anywhere near the release, um, but I did get this. This was kind of a game that I bought, went back and bought for the NES, even though I had uh, the Super Nintendo and and that other thing. Um <laughs> 
but uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, I did play this as a kid, but it was def it was the last. I mean, of the of the NES games that I that I actually got. So I guess I was the only one that was the holdout for the 16-bit. It sounds like all you guys had systems a lot sooner than I did. Uh, I did end up with a... uh, 16-bit system, (laughs) but, uh, you know, it was much later, probably like 94 and 95. Well, see, what I did is I bought that system you can bleep out. Um (laughs) And then within like two, I think I got that like in the fall. I like saved up my money and bought that. And then as soon as I got money for Christmas, I went and bought the Super Nintendo because I was like, ah, this is garbage. Oh, you know, God. Real stuff. You guys are hurting me. <laughs> yeah, we got I we got the Sega Genesis for Christmas. Our oh, neighbors had the get to my bottle. What? Button. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Our neighbors had one, but they had the Model One. And then uh, it was like it was probably Christmas. I'm guessing ninety or ninety one that there was a box under the tree that had all three of our names on it. So we knew it had to be the big gift, but we knew the box was too small to be a game system. So we were like, we really wanted to know what it was. And then when we found out what it was, that was the first time we saw the Model Two and knew that it could be that small. We were blown away. It was really cool. And then uh, we got we did get the the Super Nintendo. I don't think it was. We got it with the Super Mario All-Stars and Super Mario World pack. So that was like, I'm guessing that was maybe like 92 or 93, because I don't think they did that pack in until a little bit later. Hey, I'll tell you, this is, I will mention the system this time, but uh, the Sega Genesis, I, this will tell you how much I love the Sega Genesis. I s- traded my Sega Genesis to Crabman for an SNES with busted sound chip. It didn't work. None of the sound worked, but <laughs> I wanted to play the SNES games because the set game sucked. <laughs> wow. So Crabman so got my set and I got, his, I got his SNES. I, I thought the uh, sound chip was broken on mine but because uh, everything sounded like dying cats, but apparently that's just oh, the answer. Gee, that, you're all trying to hurt me there. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Let's talk about this game. Let's talk about the the Turtles game. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back. Time to dig in to some good old-fashioned game discussion. All right. So, let's talk about it. We like to start off with the manual. But... Because I know you all have games, and including myself, but I don't have the manual. Do either of you guys have the manual that you can actually pull out and read, or am I going to have to go to PDF? I've got the manual. I do not. Oh, Rob does? I do, I do. I didn't know I had it. I don't even know who gave it to me, but I've, I've got it. Awesome. I was a stupid kid that lost my box and my manual, so. <laughs> oh, I lost mine years ago, but I, I, I think a buddy of mine, maybe my neighbor, he had a bunch of turtle stuff, and uh, there was one time he was cleaning out his old house, and he just gave me a bag full of turtle toys, so I think this happened to be in that bag, so this is definitely not one I took care of, but God bless him. Well, I can't imagine a better person to read us the story of the game than Rob Luther, the, the turtle <laughs> awesome, man himself. Awesome, awesome. Cool, right. cool. All right, so the manual here, uh, I love the artwork of this manual, too. I don't know if you guys got to see some PDFs. It's 
It's pretty great. Uh, let's see. So page four says, um, will the half shells be washed up on the beach? Sun, sand, surfboards, shredder. Talk about a party pooper. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles try to take a vacation only to have it cut short by Shredder's shadiest sham yet. Boy, I love this alliteration. Yeah, He'll stop at nothing for revenge. Ah, no kidding. This time that that ice-hearted anti-hero made off with the entire island of Manhattan. His sinister alien ally, Krang, has given him the technology to rip the the bustling burrow from its (laughs) earthly ties. Just really getting me. With a rumbling earthquake and lift it into the sky. If our holiday heroes... Holiday heroes... Okay. Well, they're on holiday. Uh, oh, holiday. true. Yeah, makes sense. Sorry, it took me a sec. Uh, if our holiday heroes ever want to see April O'Neil and the Big Apple in one piece again, they've got to burn rubber and get back home. So, oh man, all women wrote that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, burn some dust, eat my rubber. <laughs> oh, it looks nice. like the uh, it looks like the cover, the front and the back actually have color too, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's kind of an oddity in the uh, NES manual era. And there's a lot of color in inside, too. And there's like a Triceraton on there with like, he's got like the uh, Crocodile Dundee knife. But, uh, <laughs> he does. Yeah, we'll Which talk the about this in a minute. Never makes... Oh, yeah, go ahead. But I was going to say, I didn't remember seeing that guy. Is it just because yeah. I'm no. not very good and didn't make it before? Uh, no, 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 I don't think they're in the game. No, I don't okay. think so. Well, I was reading something, and maybe you guys, I, I just don't see it. And maybe it, it was just wrong, but I was reading something the other day about this, the artwork on the game um, that uh, had other characters that didn't, and I, I guess Triceraton, but I don't see any other characters that aren't in the game. Um, oh, man. Nah. Yeah, the only other thing I really see is Mauser's. It's funny, uh, if you actually, now this is, I'm looking at the cart right now, if you actually look all the way on the left, on the, uh, right beside the Triceraton's left shoulder, you see a dude with a hockey mask. I mean, it is tiny. There's Casey Jones. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. I see it, yeah. It's like right, right on the edge, almost on the margin of the artwork uh, by his shoulder. So that, yeah, that's probably what it is. You got one kid like, hey, Casey's supposed to be in this. <laughs> <laughs> There are a lot of foot soldiers in the background, too. No kidding. Yeah. By the way, love the artwork, man. So good. I always try to figure out who drew that. Um, I'm sure it was one of the Mirage artists or something from the comic books. But some of the information about that is like, kind of conflicting. So I, I don't really know for sure who, who did the artwork here. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It definitely looks like the comic book, though. Oh, yeah. I, I loved it so much. I actually got a giant um, poster of it in my garage. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, there's actually color screenshots too. Wow. Yeah. There's there's a lot of color in this. So spared no expense. It's a great manual. Mm-hmm. That's a great yeah, manual. spared no expense. One of the best. I was just gonna say I like how on the controls it's Splinter showing you how to how to play the game. That's right. The master. Let me show you how to play this. <laughs> <laughs> What were you going to say, Mike? Oh, I was just going to, I was going to get, I was going to get in the meat of the game, you know? I don't yeah, go ahead. Game talk here. And so, well, I'll always like to start with memories from the childhood. And Josh, you may not be able to chime in too much there, but uh, Rob and Justin can. And I just, I just remember it. I always remember it being difficult. 
But it was one of those things that like at the time when I was a kid, it did not matter. I just I would yeah. play this game over and over and over again and just get as far as I could and then it'd be over. Yeah, I, I had the same same thing. Like, I don't remember having any bad times at all playing this game. I was terrible at it. And there'd be times I probably threw my controller, I'm sure, but I it was always when I'd fire back up. And it's funny, I got I got the Sega Genesis that, that same year. Sorry, I know uh, but okay. uh, <laughs> the same Christmas I get the Turtles game, but I would go back and forth. I play Sonic and I play Turtles 3. Sonic Turtles 3. That's all I did for months. Uh, never got far in Turtles 3. Um, it get, you definitely, it's one of those games uh, growing up that I would beg my sister to to play with me because we would always get slightly further, <laughs> slightly further <laughs> if uh, mm-hmm. uh, she did play. But golly, I think when I was a kid, I only got to like scene four or five. And there are eight, and uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, years later, I got a game genie, and I beat it. But you know, honestly, yeah. So yeah, so, so I, w- I spent a lot of my time either playing with neighbor kid, or like I mentioned, my grandfather played with me a lot. But in his defense, he was older, and he was not very good at video games. Anyways. Yeah, but uh, no, I would just second that. I think that with uh, uh, or I guess third that. Um, with this game and both this game and the original, uh, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it was a game that I never even got close to beating as a kid, but continued to play repetitively. Um, so, you know, this game is just, there's so much fun to it. There's so much, it just, it just doesn't seem to get old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are your opinions on it now? Now that you've grown up and you've got more abilities maybe i feel like i'm Less worse reflexes. at it yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i'm much worse at it um i definitely didn't get very far playing it in preparation for the podcast um it's just it's just very i it, it's it's kind of hard it's it's such an arcade game I'll, you know, even though this wasn't a, a port, but it's just like it's hard to imagine this is an arcade. Anybody could beat this in one setting. And in my mind, I'm just like sitting here and I ended up going and watching one of those YouTube, you know, where somebody goes through it and just dies, goes through it without dying. And it's just it's just something to watch those guys. They essentially just know where every move is going to be made mm-hmm. because that's how that's the only way they can get through it without dying. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I agree. The game is difficult. I feel like I've gotten worse uh, as I got older as well. But there's something, there's just something about the game. It, it, def- it definitely feels like it was made eight quarters, but mm-hmm. it's a long game. Uh, yeah. And y- the difficulty is there, but it's kind of like, I don't mind, I don't mind it as much as I usually do. Maybe it's just because I like turtles. And that, yeah. if it was like random ninja guys or something i would probably have a different opinion of it but <laughs> as a kid i loved the second level when you're surfing surfing the, the, from my favorite key west to new york <laughs> yeah. that's a long long trip yeah that was my favorite too that's actually the intro to the retro junkie show because i love that scene so much or that that level so much uh that's the one I, I specifically remembered my first memory playing it. We were sitting on our beanbag chairs, and I remember the surfing stage. Um, but yeah, kind of going back to what you guys are saying as an adult, oh my goodness, I am really bad at it. I got to scene four, maybe, scene five, and 
I remembered <clears throat> there was like a strategy I had as a kid, but it, you know, like, okay, if I don't lose a life in this particular scene, I can cash in all my high points to, you know, get an extra life and pre basically prepare for a long run of the game. But as an adult, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I definitely tried to spam the down attack with Leonardo. Anybody that had the longest weapon as possible. Yes. And yes. I broke out my turbo <laughs> controller and just kind of spam that move to get as far as I could. <laughs> but the bosses the bosses always got me yeah no kidding no kidding i love the attack where you can press down and then a or b and it flips them over you that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah that one there yeah because yeah. that one didn't take a point off but if you did the special attack you know the a and b at the same time that took a point of your life off so yeah you had a time you had a time that you know use that wisely yeah think, which is uh, different than turtles 2 because turtles 2 right you could do that all day long Right. Yeah. So I, I think uh, I only really played it as an adult, but it's definitely really challenging. Um, one thing I like, though, I feel like it's not really cheap. It's sort of it doesn't like spam you with a ton of enemies and they're not it's not that they just take a bunch of damage, but I think it's um, it's more difficult to evade them hitting you. And they do a really good job of mixing in new types of enemies, which is really cool. And it gets one. Yeah, there's like there a, ton a ton of them. Of different enemies there's a lot of variety in the enemies I, that was something i wrote down that is something that's really great i agree yeah and i think that's one thing that makes it so it's not like repetitive you know because you don't it could get boring if you keep dying and having to restart the game but because it it varies the levels and the enemies change so frequently uh it always gives you something new to look at which is really cool yeah they yeah never, and it's, I guess it's probably a, a stipulation of the game itself or the nes they never give you more than one enemy type at once really that i can think mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. uh, so they'll give you two or three of the same guy but then the next set of enemies is almost always a different type of enemy huh that's funny i never even noticed that like until you mentioned it but you're right yeah they're all color-coded and they all have like their own weapons my favorite one are the sand foot ninjas they they have to be like the bottom of the totem pole as far as <laughs> foot ninja training goes because <laughs> they're like hey grab some sand throw it at them okay, that's all we got <laughs> those same colored oh. ninjas eventually turn into like belly flop ninjas <laughs> and i feel like uh there's there are enemies in this one that don't don't appear in any other game like like the ones that carry like the barbell things or the the weights i don't remember yeah. seeing them in any other game and I really like seeing them throw those big, like, bowling ball things. Like, you always see those, right? And, yeah. like, in this game, you actually see them throwing them, which is pretty sweet. You always wonder where uh, they're coming from, right? I know, right? Yeah. Where they, what they are or how heavy they are. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool that each turtle has their own uh, special attack, too. I mean, that's huge. Like, I was like I was shocked when I realized that. I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. It does actually matter which turtle you pick besides just the length of the, the weapon that they use. Um, and they, they're good for different situations too. That's true. Yeah. I, I even like their, their names too. The Leonardo's cyclone sword spin, Donatello's knockout roll, Michelangelo's kangaroo kick and Raphael's power drill attack. I do feel like Donatello and Raphael kind of have the same move, but yeah, yeah. they're kind of similar. Yeah. I think Raphael's is better for people on the, in the air, I guess. But, um, I almost feel like I prefer Michelangelo's the the most because sometimes if you're like stuck in a corner um leonardo's isn't that great sometimes because you can't really move while you do it 
So if there's like no one around you, it's kind of difficult. Um, but Michelangelo's is nice. It really propels you across the screen, which is cool. It gets you out of trouble. Yeah. 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 yeah it's kind of like an escape and an attack all at once. Yeah. And Raps is good, too, because like if your bosses go to charge you, you can actually do that spin move right through them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't really do that very often because I wasn't very good. But I feel like Leonardo yeah. was really good with, with the bosses, too, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's cool that like, and I usually don't use special moves when they consume your health in games. I just find it annoying and I just don't use it because of that. But I found in this game, it can be really hard to evade certain enemies. So like if there's an enemy where I know I'm going to get hit anyway, I'll just use it. And at least they die too, you know, and it's, it's more of a strategic use in this game, which is really cool. A little kamikaze move there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. I think the special moves, they do feel strategic in this game like i can remember picking certain turtles for certain bosses if i if i happen to die beforehand uh or you know like you said the scenario where i can't avoid a hit so i might as well do some damage in the process yeah yeah there's definitely some strategy there yeah and then especially like i think um if your boss is blinking whenever and you had just enough life, I would go ahead and, uh, you know, cash in all my special attacks and just hit them. Because if you make it without losing all your life bars or whatever, by the time you get to the next stage, I think it replenishes, doesn't it? I don't remember. Yeah, right so I was like, yeah. okay, I've got six bars left. I can use it six times. I might make it. And even I think <laughs> tip, typically, like, if there's, like, a mid-boss, like Slash, I think they give you, like, on Slash, they give you a pizza right after so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's by the good. way, the boss designs, uh, they are awesome. Like the one thing I love about this game is how colorful it is. It, it like even the, the, the shades of the turtles, like you got your 50 shades of green there. You know, you, you, there's a lot of different shading and, and with the bosses as well, it's just such a colorful game. Like you were mentioning slash, he looks cooler in the game than he does on the cartoon for me. So, uh, I mean, uh, there's a couple of, Super Shredder uh, as well, like so many different bosses that just look so good in this game. I think it's it's had a little bit of a facelift between this one and Turtles Two. Yeah, definitely. I, I play. I actually played them back to back. Oh, in yeah. Preparation for the show, just 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 because I was curious at some of the changes and stuff. And there's, it's not noticeable if you play one or the other as much, but if you played them close together, you can really mm-hmm. tell. There's a huge graphic upgrade between turns two in this game yeah this game's almost you know you could almost argue it looks almost 16 bitish in in some ways i mean um and they really of course this is towards the end of the nes life cycle but they really pushed it pushed it to its limits i think in this game with all the colors and graphics and the sprites Mm -hmm. yeah the sprites are large too and you can tell uh, they definitely pushed it to the limit because there's a lot of flicker at times too, where they've oh yeah they put a lot of enemies on the screen and that kind of thing. I do appreciate this game's approach, whereas they will allow as much flicker to prevent slowdown, you know, because it doesn't really slow down; it just everything disappears sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The biggest moment it- for me was the guys jumping out of the water in the surf level. I mean, yes. the game just kind of almost crashes at that point. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's the, surprisingly uh, synchronized. Yeah. I noticed the flickering as well. I've actually got the game paused and I can see it's, it's flickering right now. 
Um, but I think part of the reason the game is so great uh, in terms of graphics, there's definitely a huge upgrade. Is uh, they, There's a, a mapper chip called the MMC3 that they put into the cartridge to kind of allow you to have more um, more resources, I guess, for the game. And uh, it's, it's interesting. So the flicker is really... It's only if you have so many things in the same horizontal line on your screen. So I think it's like it's probably five or six sprites on a single horizontal line. And once you cross that, then it has to alternate. And that's where you get the flicker. Um, and it's if you play on certain like um, modern re-implementations of it or in emulators, you can actually um, enable more than the limit and you don't get the flicker. And it's still, uh, it still doesn't have the slowdown, which is kind of cool. But um, okay, so yeah. demo mode, you can turn off the flicker basically. Okay. Yeah, depending mm-hmm. on your emulator. Yeah, or if you use like um, I have the Mister FPGA, you can do it on there. You might be able to do it on the ABS. I'm not sure, but yeah, the, there's like a, a sprite limit, and um, it was a hardware limitation of the the PPU uh, video chip on the NES. And if you if you're emulating or whatever, you can um, sometimes you can surpass that, which is cool. Um, Dang PPU. That's right. <laughs> PPU too. Well, uh, one other thing I noticed graphics-wise was, um, so at the bottom of the screen while you're playing, uh, it'll have a picture of each of the turtles. But if you die on the continue screen, there's a difference in that. Uh, on the continue screen, it shows the proper color for like their bandanas and stuff. And at the bottom of the screen while you're playing the game, it's always like that orangish color, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. Um but yeah, I mean the graphics are amazing uh, in terms of the NES. It definitely looks like it would be 16-bit. And I think one of my favorite uh, graphics, I guess, things in the game is the monster truck. When you see Bebop driving by in the monster truck, it just looks yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, that's pretty it's sick. Huge too. It's a lot of colors in that, that monster truck. Like that, that it's really pretty. Then he throws those grenades that are like really easy to dodge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I felt like um, uh, Rocksteady, uh, the first boss, I felt he looked exactly like he did in the first Turtles game. And I should have thought, like in that quiz question, when you asked about the graphical programmer um, or who did the same thing, I was like, this has to be the same person. It, it slipped my mind. But if you compare the first arcade game to Turtles 3 Rocksteady, to, in my mind, they look the same. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool that they were able to pull that off. Yeah, it's weird that... You you mentioned Justin. Most of the people are different uh, who made this game, yeah. Because it feels so much like it's just like a huge upgrade of Turtles Two. Yeah, just a better version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now so, I don't know about if you guys were the same way I was, but um, I always felt like this game kind of at the time was a little bit underrated or kind of overshadowed because you had, of course, Turtles Two, uh, the iconic Turtles Two arcade game, and then r- shortly after this you had Turtles in Time. This one was kind of like right in the middle of that that time. So like, did you guys feel like, uh, I, I would talk to people about this one a lot as a kid and they're like, oh, I've never even heard of that one. Was yeah, it pretty popular? I, I think I think that happened a lot. Uh, especially yeah, I, I know, I can think about like neighbor kids and they had, they're moving on to Turtles in Time and kind of, this one kind of got overshadowed by it. I also think, speaking of neighbor kids, I, th- I think neighbor kid was the one that had this argument he didn't like the location and stuff, like the levels, like starting on the beach and and some of the locations of this game. I think they kind of set turned him off for some reason. 
Oh wow! See, I, I love mean, that about weird because I think that's one of the best parts of this game myself. But I agree. Yep. Yeah, it sets it apart apart from the other Turtles games. It just feels so much different and uh, and better. And yeah, I feel like they didn't advertise this very well because I didn't know it existed as a kid. And I think, um, yeah, Rob, you didn't either. So like, I I think that's probably why a lot of people didn't get it. They didn't know to ask for it, like, or to look for it. Mm-hmm. it it's interesting it's like how it does, like they did with the Turtles two game. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting how they squeezed it in, like. And this is something I wonder what their thought process of developing or when it was started to be developed because Turtles in Time, just looking at the dates, the arcade game was released in March 91. So it was released in the arcade almost a year before this game was released. Oh, wow. And then Turtles in Time was released for the Super Nintendo in August of 92, which is just six months after this game was released for the NES. So it was just like it was just like slid in there at the last second. It was like they had it developed and they just kind of threw it threw it in real real quick. I don't know. Uh, it's just it's just weird that their time so close together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. So I got a I got a question. Did you guys notice? Or we got to talk a little bit bad about the game. Uh, did you guys notice anything like with the hit detection stuff? Say I played demo mode this time because I didn't want to hook up all my stuff. I know that's lazy, <laughs> but I did it. Uh, and I, I had a lot of hit detection things, especially with the rock guys, like the whole the steel girders and stuff. Uh, I noticed there's a lot of issue with. I felt like they weren't hitting me, but they were totally knocking me across the screen. <laughs> Am I alone in that? Uh. The only thing I noticed in terms of hit detection was I think it's the the stage where you're on like a boat and, you know, they have those guns that are shooting the, the three. They've got like three barrels on them. I'd be like Leonardo and trying to hit that. And I felt like the tip of my sword was hitting the the um, the gun, but it wasn't actually registering a hit. Uh, that was the only thing I noticed. Yeah, I noticed that, too. So I was just, I was just yeah. curious if it was. Yeah. Cause I felt like there were multiple moments where there was some like weird hit detection stuff where like the, we may have been a pixel or two off and it was just enough to throw me off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't ever felt like I got hit when I shouldn't have, but I definitely, there were yeah a few instances where I felt like I should have hit them, but them carrying the girders was so cool. Wasn't it? That was yeah. like, Oh man, that's awesome. And there's even a boss that like mid fight, he like rips a pipe, uh, like yeah. the stage. Yes, ground check. That yeah. Was really cool. Yeah. yeah ground check. Was, yeah. Dude, like crazy. Like this is definitely That's a cool fight. Yeah, yeah. This definitely showcases up in the middle. Yeah. Uh, the level design and just in and the bosses are great just in general because there's there's a lot of variety there, you know. Yeah, it's just really for good sure. game design, you know, because there's some sub bosses like I mentioned Slash earlier who and all the bosses kind of behave differently. There's that guy that you just mentioned where he like mid fight pulls the pipe off the wall and just changes the game. Uh, and you know, there's pizza right after slash. I thought I mentioned that. I thought it was a really nice touch because they know you're going to lose some life and he's not even the final <laughs> boss. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. Is that question. the only pizza that you guys found? That was the only one I saw. And like, one I, I only got the level five, but yeah, yeah uh, I, I love, I love also how like the design of the level is as far as like, you'll go you know horizontal for a little while, then you'll go vertical and then halfway through the scene, you'll go on, hop on a ship. Um, you know, and then of course later on in the game, you're on an elevator stage. I mean, there's so much variance or variety in the actual levels that, that you're in. 
Um, I think this kind of sets it apart from Turtles 2 in that way, too. I mean, and Turtles 2 was great for that, but this one was on another level, I think. Yeah, and I always love how the Turtle games use the environment, too. Yeah, I mean, that's... you. It's not a Turtle game until I fall into a sewer and say something funny. <laughs> oh, dude, that was such a cool animation, too, isn't it? Like, like their yeah. shell stays up, but they fall through. Yeah. Like, I actually didn't do that until like I was I'd been playing for a while and I was like I always avoid them just that like because I know I'm gonna take damage and I was like I gotta see this and I did it and I was like that was totally worth a bar <laughs> like it was so cool and the enemies come from all sorts of places too like there might be a van parked in a garage and the door flies open and enemies jump out or yeah I noticed that too yeah like like a lot of they don't just walk off the edge of the screen a lot of times they'll actually come through doors which is so cool. Well, it, it looked really suspicious when you saw those signs that just said beach. Yeah, you know? the beach <laughs> signs. <laughs> just beach. <laughs> Did they bust out? Yeah. I do have a question about the about the bridge level, though. What happened to all the asphalt and the concrete on the bridge? I mean, it's just gone. It's like blown up. Apparently. apparently. Well, I think the level is titled uh, Brooklyn Bridge is Falling Down. So, yeah. Shredder, oh, Shredder's Unnatural Earthquake had some devastating effects on the bridge, leaving you trembling. Oh, ah. okay. Touché. And how, how satisfying is it to throw one of the foot ninjas off the bridge? Oh, that always felt so good. <laughs> oh, Rob. Oh, yeah. That's great. You, Rob and throwing people off of things. I well, know. you know how it is. <laughs> Batman, you know, throwing the Joker oh, off so the bridge. about that. Heard <laughs> 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 him. The story, though, just in general, speaking of Shredder causing an earthquake, I thought it was pretty cool. It's a little grim because I think it says New York has been destroyed, which yeah. that's kind of drastic. But <laughs> other than that, it's a pretty cool story. Yeah, the name confused me. I was like, wait, is, is Shredder building a nuke or something? Because I'm thinking Manhattan Project. Like, I was like, what is this? And then, oh, oh, it's actually Manhattan. Okay, He's bringing it <laughs> home. Uh, we yeah. live in a little close to Oak Ridge here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right so we've we've already kind of mentioned the graphics and stuff but any any parting words about the graphics um i don't gosh. think it's really i mean I, I just want to throw in like i don't know maybe we have mentioned this and i didn't didn't catch it but the backgrounds like there's so many different colorations yeah. and like there's just it just doesn't feel like anything's repeated level after level like it's all just seems new and there's a lot of yeah. movement in the background, too, like mm -hmm. the beach waves coming in, mm -hmm. which I felt like that was kind of throwback to Turtles 2 with the fire in the bottom of the screen yeah. on the first level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, even in the surfing stage, I noticed with the the parallax scrolling, there's actually like three layers. You've got the water, there's like a ridge above the water, and then there's the clouds, and they're all scrolling at different paces. And I was like, wow, that's a lot for the NES. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I love that there's like a background that you can jump on and then a foreground you can jump on. And, you know, you're saying about a tribute to the Turtles 2. I think another one that reminded me of Turtles 2 was uh, the sewer pipe stage with Leatherhead. Uh, I think there's a sewer stage in Turtles 2 uh, where you have to fight Mousers and eventually Baxter. So that one definitely reminded me of the, the second game. But then this one kind of adds a bunch of, you know, unique levels too. Like we said, the beach and and uh, I think the Technodrome was in both games, I, I think. I but so. uh, I don't remember the elevator though in both games. So that's a new one for this no, one. And, and this, new. yeah, and this one feels longer. Is it just me? Like this was a longer game? This felt like a really long beat 'em up, just in general. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, there's what, eight scenes? Something like that? Yeah, mm-hmm. and the scenes are kind of broken up. It makes you feel like there's more because you'll still be on scene two, but it's two different things. It's the water and then it's the ship that you get on. Right, yeah, it felt like two different levels, but it was yeah. actually the same one, yeah. And there's a, you know, there's Manhattan, then you end up in the sewer, but that's all the same level. Yeah. Not the sewer, but the subway. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. We haven't also talked about those cutscenes and the graphics. I mean, wow! How do they, how do they even yeah. animate that intro scene, for example, where it falls down to the sewer and stuff? Oh, Dude, it's just yeah. like the original cartoon. Yes, it is absolutely fascinating that they could pull that off. It's criminal we didn't talk about that. It is amazing. Like just seeing that intro with the the streaking lights and stuff. It's it's phenomenal. And the music to go with it. The oh, so good. Right. I mean, it's like it's like they were trying to make an arcade game attract screen. It's like, we don't even care that you already bought the game. We're going to sit here and watch this. And we're just like, wow. Um, yeah, that's amazing. But that's a good transition. Uh, what about the like the music and the sound? I mean, I think the intro, for example, is really cool for in, like you said. But there's also, I mean, there's vocalization in this game. They say cowabunga. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the music is all pretty good. I, I better and don't forget the blah. <laughs> <laughs> the we got uh, Ralph Ralphing. <laughs> Total hey, Rob, you already mentioned the second level is like your favorite music. Right? I want to just assume oh, it, it, of all time. Uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely of any genre. to do Turtle Peak. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love the. There's several tracks I love. I love scene twos. I love. Um, I love the victory music, the very end. I love uh, how the the second to last stage. I listened to the whole soundtrack because Lord knows I didn't get all the way to the last stage. <laughs> but um, the the second to last stage I think sounds a lot like the original cartoon, but they put their own spin on it. Um, it's just so, and it's so upbeat, you know, for a beat 'em up, especially that first stage. It's like, yeah, we're having a good time beating up these foot ninjas. No big deal. <laughs> we're going to go surfing later. <laughs> that's, that's that's just, right. It's a good time. Yeah. I think that that surfing track definitely, it makes you smile every time you hear of it just because it's so upbeat and it makes you think of the retro junkies, but oh, they nice. nailed it. They nailed it. It does make me think. Um, of and, yeah. <laughs> And it has a lot of the classic Konami sound effects, which are great. They're always really high quality. Um, but yeah, the music's fantastic. Um, it's cool they got the voice samples in there. And by the way, um, speaking of the music and also sort of the difficulty, um, do we do we have a game tips section? I don't remember. Oh, no. Go ahead and okay. give us some game tips. So, yeah, so you can enter the Konami code at the main menu. Um, and after you hit start to start the game, uh, there'll be an options menu that comes up and it allows you to choose a music track. So you could just choose a song to listen to, uh, difficulty of the game, the number of lives you have. Uh, and it'll also let you choose a level, which is really cool. So, um, yeah, if you have, can't really get to the end of the game, um, don't need a game genie, just use the Konami code. You can choose your level and stuff and lives. So, at least try. Uh, yeah, so it's cool. It really adds to a lot of the replayability of the game. <clears throat> I definitely tried that after I, t- I leading up to the episode, I texted you guys that is there a is there a cheat code of this game because I need something. And Josh said you could try the Konami <laughs> code, and I definitely did that so I could play some more levels because I think the furthest I made it on my own was maybe the subway somewhere in there. 
Like this is like scene four, scene five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely had to use the Konami code to try some other levels. <laughs> yeah, my, my buddy, uh, my neighbor, he came over uh, just a couple days ago. I was like, hey, man, let, let's go ahead and see if we can beat Turtles 3 together. So we come over and it, the graphics were looking great for a while. Everything was looking fine. We were like on scene three or four and we're doing pretty well. And then all of a sudden I started seeing the pixels starting to form on my screen. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, because when you see that, you know it's just a matter of time. You're like, oh, please hold on. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> they went away. Like, a, good in there. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, yeah. And then by the time we got to scene four, all of a sudden, it just froze. And I was like, well, we were on pace to beat the game. Yep. <laughs> <Never know>. <laughs> <laughs> we're totally going to beat it, but, you know. That's how it goes. All right. Well, let's let's talk about the price. Rob, you tried to mention it earlier, uh, but Justin... Can you look it up for us? Can you tell us, is this, and we'll all discuss, is this game worth it? So it's it goes between about 25 and 30 bucks. Uh, so we'll say 27.50 to average it out. Okay. I'm kind of surprised because that's, I remember it being that price. Um, I did buy myself a copy um, at one point, and I think I paid about 30 bucks. Um, and that was several years ago, and I know prices have been going up, so I'm surprised it hasn't gone up. Um, I'm also it's going to stay the same for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm also surprised. What we usually run into, you know, on on games, is the later in the life cycle, typically the more expensive they are, or harder to find because they don't make as many copies. Right. But this one doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. So yeah, I would say totally. I say it's worth it. Yeah, me too. Totally. Yeah, I actually did buy one at that price, so I I have to say it's worth it. Um, I think you can a game that's this a beat a beat 'em up that's this good. I'm trying to think of like it's better than Turtles Two. I'm trying to think of a side scrolling beat 'em up that's as good as this. That's like significantly cheaper, and they're really I can't think of one off the top of my head. Because I think River City Ransom is like thirty bucks as well. That's another great one, but yep. like same price. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna also say that it's worth it, and I'll go a step further to say to answer Rob's question: Would I put it on my list? Ah, that'd be tough. I might have to, <laughs> might have to, might have to skim anticipation off. Which would be <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, we'll have to answer that on the next on the next level. Of course, we're gonna have more money to buy at that time. I'd probably take off uh, Ninja Turtles two. I'd probably have to take off another game too as well. Just price wise, but yeah, it would be it would be tough not to include it. Oh, nice. I was I was hoping you say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna totally. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the side answer like Justin. I'm gonna say you have to wait till next time. But uh, I'll say it would be tough not to include it. So I have a I have a related answer. When I went to find, I wanted to send you guys a picture of my cartridge today, and I texted you a couple pictures and. 
I so I've got a box like an old school Nintendo box with like Zelda and stuff on it where I keep most of my cartridges. I have that box actually. That's the same Do box you? I yeah. had when I was kid. Nice. The leather, black so leather great. looking box. Snake skin. Oh, so yeah, that that one I sent you. I have, I have a big square Zelda one, and then I had this. Yeah, the the ten cart box that you see, that yeah. black one. So like I I had a um I have a couple different like handheld NESs that are like emulated or whatever, and at one point I loaded up like. Whenever we would go to visit family, it was like a three-hour drive, so I'd load up like, okay, which games do I want if my wife's going to drive? Like, these are my go-to games. So, like, it made my top ten list of most nice games. So, oh, so the ten I'll, games I'll, in that box are your go-to games. Yeah, they're pretty much, okay. at, at the time, my top ten. I'll, I'll run down them really quick. So, we've got Battletoads, Life Force, Contra, River City Ransom, Rescue Rangers, uh, TMNT3, uh, the original Castlevania, DuckTales, Mega Man 2, and Punch-Out. So I the, think nice. your, your budget would be busted on our... Uh... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those are it's ones that... It's harder than you think. People, yeah. I'm telling you, there's a link on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash groups slash BitBrothers. Go, go try it for yourself, because it's not, it's not easy. Yeah, I'm so glad that I started collecting, like, more than 10 years ago because it would be so much more expensive now. Although I guess not turtles, but a lot of the games would be like, it's crazy. Yep. All right. So let's do some retro trophies. You know what this game needs? Some retro fitted trophies. All right. I can only hope. That Rob has about 15, because I know he normally comes with a lot. I'm slacking today. I've only got seven. Whoa. <laughs> <That's> a lot. <laughs> I've got four, I think. I think I did one for each turtle. Nice. All right. Well, I, Rob, you got to start then, unless you got my oh, seven. Gosh. Okay. Okay. I got to channel my inner uh, Miley Cyrus here. They came in like a wrecking ball, and that's surviving all the random wrecking Miley? balls in scene three. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> that was just uncanny. I'm so sorry. Oh, right. Do I keep going? Do I keep going? Or do we see, I know, I've got four, so. Okay, I've only I'll, got I'll, two. I can get, like, all mine out of the way. Okay. <laughs> uh, free falling um, or fly like an eagle. I couldn't decide on which musical reference here, but that's basically launching a foot ninja off the bridge. And then uh, my third one was stone cold, and that's clearing all the stone soldiers without losing a life. And I'll skip one. Let's see. And who turned off the life? And that's falling down a sewer. Mouser Derby. That is batting the mousers out of the tunnel in stage five. And... Playing on a whole new level, and that is getting through the sewer level, or the, uh, I'm sorry, not sewer level, the uh, elevator stage. And then my last one was, uh, we strike hard and fade away into the night. And that's a quote from the original book, and that is actually beating the game. So, those are mine. Nice. Nice. Thank you, thank you. Well, I have two. I'll go ahead and just run mine in. Uh, the, my first one is, as we begin to rock, steady rocking all night long. <laughs> and that is Beat Rock Steady. That's a really oh, long that was good. achievement name. <laughs> <laughs> and then my second one is uh, Stab in the Back. 
and that is beat ground chuck because if you there's this part where he runs at the edge of the screen and he stays like with his back turns to you just yep. stab him a bunch of times as leonardo with your with your katana so that's my tip i like him. all right i'll go next uh i got leo kebab and that is stab a foot soldier out of the air in the Ooh. surfboard level. So, like, as he's jumping, you got to stab him and throw him <laughs> back over your head. That's a Leo Kabob. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, I like that. Batter up is uh, to knock away an enemy projectile with Dante's bow. Ooh. Because you can do that. You can swing and hit the enemy projectiles. Uh, Gymnastic-tastic Mike is finish <laughs> off an enemy... By catching him in the air with Michelangelo's special attack. Which nice. I did with Slash. Somehow. Uh, and then uh, Drill Bit Raph is to finish off a boss by drilling into him as he's running towards you. Nice. 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 All right. I've got a couple. Uh, so first one is Kamikaze, and that's killing yourself by using your last bit of health. For a special move. Uh, the back attack is back jack. And that's using Michelangelo's <laughs> kangaroo kick. Um, screwed, which is using Raphael's drill attack. <laughs> and and someone Family call a plumber. Podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the last one's uh, call a plumber. And that's uh, fighting ground chuck uh, when he rips the pipe out of the wall. Nice. I like them. Yep. Uh, Justin, do, All right. do we have any from Facebook? Uh, we've got a few. Nick DeMarco says, The Christmas Luther, play through the first level in red oh, flannel Lord. while eating pizza <laughs> and hot wings. <laughs> <laughs> Nick okay. DeMarco also has the annoying Krang, play the game on your knees while yelling in a Krang voice, Shredder, when are you going to make me a body? <laughs> and then Anthony Pig says Razar Edge defeat Razar in the Technodrome I will also say that uh, Chris Vanderhoff comments on there only if you get Rob Luther on well Rob oh, Luther's geez. on we did our part Chris did not guys. give us a achievement <laughs> so, Chris you're a jerk all right, so let's uh, let's rate this game. No game is worthy until the dudes have spoken. It's time for the game rating. All right, how do you guys want to rate this game? I don't know if you guys remember from last time, but we don't really rate it legit. We kind of make up our own thing. <laughs> so, oh, okay, yeah, cool. So Is gonna, uh, Nick Stevens going to rate it for us? Oh, uh, I'll call him while you guys are figuring out how we're going to rate this. Okay. Yeah. See what yeah. Nick has to think about. Well, I feel like pizza would be way too on the nose. Um, yeah, we can't go on the nose. About, it's got to be like. Would ni- Ninja Weapons be. <laughs> ninja Weapons? Is that too on the nose? Too on the nose. Think more like on the ear. Okay. On the back of the head. <laughs> Type of tree. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll go first. Okay. 
I'm going to go with an oak tree. It's a good mm. tree. Sturdy. Sturdy. You can make a lot of stuff out of the wood. It's versatile, just like this game. Yeah. You can't have a, you know, what? Where would we be without oak trees? I don't know. We wouldn't have oak trees. <laughs> <That's laughs> wouldn't have oak trees. Right. That's true. I'm gonna go with dogwood. Oh, uh, because you can get a lot of different kinds of dogwood. Aesthetics. You can get red ones. You can get white ones. They're pretty. So there's variety, and they're pretty. That's like this game. Lots of variety. Lots of beauty. There nice. you go. Mm, it's beautiful. Nice. I am going to go with a redwood because this game stands tall above all other. Oh, oh, well, funny. I can't top that. Yeah. I can't top that. I, I got nothing. I don't know my trees. Um, let's well, see. There's a spruce. There's a fir. There's a, I mean, like uh, a pecan. Fir, fern, the, the fir trees, tree. they never, uh, they never uh, lose their leaves, right? Right. They're evergreens. Yeah, okay, so I can say, you know what, the the uh, I will compare them to a fir tree because they never lose their appeal. Uh, they they it's aged remarkably well, and uh, yeah, gosh, that was terrible. I kind of sticky. It sticks to you, you know. This is a game that sticks always sticks to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yo, All Douglas right. fir. I like it. I like it. That's some good trees. All right, let me give a let me give Nick a ring on the slide whistle. What you got to say, Nick? This is probably going to be like one of the most infamous sound bites you'll ever have from Nick Stevens, but uh, this is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Like probably top oh. ten. Okay. Oh. Wow. At least he's consistent. Yeah, that's right. He's got the biggest top ten favorite games collection of anybody I know. He <laughs> does. He's got me beat for sure. All right, so uh, let's check our feedback. Let's see if we got any feedback on Facebook. We got it's some time feedback for on Facebook. D-patter feedback because when you're a D-patter, <laughs> you're a D-patter for life. I heard that, Justin. You're trying to talk over top of stuff here. Hold We're, on. you know, it's only the what 178th episode. Might as well just keep talking over every soundbite. <laughs> Only the 178th episode. I have no idea when segments are going to be changing and transitioning and what intros in, in you're going to have. I can relate. In your defense, I'm sometimes I got it, sometimes I don't. So it's probably my fault. <laughs> All right. Jesse Cleva Devell, Videl, uh, sorry, uh, starts us off with just Kip from Napoleon Dynamite, Jeff. Just doing the yes there. Uh, John Simmons says, great game. Graphics, music, and sound are typical Konami high quality. Lots of fun to be had with this one, although I still prefer TNM, TMNT 2 for NES for nostalgic reasons. Um, That's fair. Put that at the end, nostalgic. I get that. Jay Jorgensen says, one of the best games on the NES. I can't believe this day has finally come. Faints from excitement. <laughs> Zach Brooks says easily in my top 20 NES games perhaps even cutting into the top 10 keep in mind I rank my game on fun playable non-RPG games Tyler Jones says dude bro radical <laughs> Anthony Pig says my favorite of the NES turtle games Stephen Michael says this was an excellent follow up to the TN, TNM and, uh, TMNT 
to uh, the arcade game. I enjoy the increased difficulty and awesome setting. I don't like that they changed the super attack to damage you, though. That was an easy way to cheese TMNT 2, so it's painful when you move to this game. It's still a very enjoyable classic, though. Uh, Jesse uh, Cleva says, uh, I mean, the game starts in Florida. Need we say more? (laughs) <laughs> Trevor Franklin says, my favorite beat 'em up of all time, better than Streets of Rage 1 through 3. Ooh. Wow. 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 Fighting words for some people. High praise. High, high praise right there. <laughs> Timmy Mack says, one of the best on the system. Sprites, music, and gameplay are top notch. Turtle Power. And that's it for the Facebook. Power. All right, well, we got a voicemail, and then I think that'll shit round us out. You guys want to hear it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was about to say, well, too bad, because I'm playing anyways. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Jay-Z, you didn't finish it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of a tease, to be honest. Maybe he's going to do it at though. the end. Maybe he's going to do it at the end. Okay, all right, all right. If he doesn't, though, he's going to call in next time for the next game and finish at the beginning. Of the Absolutely. Right <laughs> <laughs> Turtles Three, Manhattan Project. I remember when I got this game. It was not one of the game conventions uh, that I did uh, that I went to, to, you know, get all the games or whatever. Uh, it was a lot of fun playing it the first time. Me and my friend had a lot of good times playing it. I, I don't remember us playing it too much after that, but I, I do remember playing it a few times, and uh, I always thought it was better than the other two games. Obviously, first game's kind of a little obtuse. Uh, second game is more, you know, just a straight beat up but this game, I feel like, was the, the perfect uh, formula of all of that, and it's just a really fun game. You know, good music and everything. Um, just really solid, good graphics. I don't know. I just wanted to call in uh, talk about that because I remember having a good time with this game. Pretty, pretty, pretty solid NES title there. So hopefully you guys liked it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That's all. This is Jay Z NES uh, saying keep it classic. I'll see you guys in the next uh, podcast. And Jay Z out. Rip. Thank you. I did it. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, Jay-Z, and uh, appreciate the call. You, too, can leave us a voicemail if you call us at 775-7-RETRO-1, or if you just prefer numbers, we got 775-773-8761. And spoiler, same number. (laughs) 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 All right. That's pretty much it. Uh, But you guys... Shout out! Well, you're going to put this on your feed too, so I guess we both need to shout each other out, right? Yeah. So, you shout yourself first. Okay. Well, uh, Josh and I were a part of a Ninja Turtles podcast called Turtle Flakes. We've been doing it for a couple years, and uh, we took a little hiatus in 2020 and uh, even part of 2019, I think. But uh, we're back. Uh, 
who knows for you know how often we're going to get to record, but we're definitely definitely back and talking turtles, obviously, and, and we just really enjoy doing it. It's a family friendly podcast. You can just Google search us, uh, Turtle Flakes Podcast. You'll find us on all the feeds, and uh, we'd just be happy to uh, have you guys give us a listen and just love talking turtles, all parts of it, comics, games, movies, all that good stuff. So thanks for letting us come on here. It's always a great time uh, talking turtles with you guys. Oh yeah, we've got one game left. One game, tournament fighters, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Rob, you, I, as well as you said all that, I think you soldiers guys sell a little short. I mean, you've got basically a guest of every major turtle person has been on yeah. your podcast. Oh, stop! Which is quite the here. accomplishment. Thanks, buddy. Got, I appreciate uh, it. We got the voice of Michelangelo, uh, voice of Krang, Kevin Eastman, uh, Jim Lawson, uh, probably several others uh, that I don't remember. But yeah, is it's been it's been a lot of fun. So check us out, TurtleFlakesPodcast.com. The whole library of episodes is on there. Tons of them, and yeah, um, some really really cool interviews. Yeah, and I mean, we had David Crane at once. And uh, he's probably out badmouth our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Cease and desist letters don't stop coming our way. <laughs> was that just keep coming. playing his blob? Is that is was that the yeah. episode? Or? Okay, I got all kinds of takedown notices. Really? <laughs> no. no, he's been very. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I don't remember if I listened to that one, but uh, I'm a huge fan of David Crane, so that's really cool. Yeah, we did interview him. Long time ago, before I think before he even knew what a podcast was. Now that he knows, he would never come back on. But yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I met him at CGE 2014 and had him sign my Pitfall cartridge. That was really cool. And I think I had him sign a boy in his blob. Uh, amazing. He does amazing work. So really cool. Yeah, I, we really did enjoy having him on. And yeah, so and he was very gracious. So, but we're two dudes in an S. We are a game by game Nintendo podcast. We don't go in any order. Uh, usually we just do Patreon picks most of the time, which means people pay us money to cover the game they want to cover. And, yeah. So we like it that way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. Uh, we don't know. We just, we either cover games we want or just random games, you know, it don't matter. Or if, if we have a guest on, we let them pick the game usually. Or which we like to cover turtles games because we have turtle flex guys on. Mm-hmm. But uh, Justin, <laughs> Tell them where they can find us. You can find us on Facebook with the Bit Brothers Gaming Community, um, which is the the group we share with the Genesis Gems. Unfortunately, we're not shouting them out. <laughs> um, but uh, so you can find us there. Um, it's probably the best place to find us, and where you'll find a community of, of like minded people um, that are really into retro games. So, come check us out. Yeah, and, and Turtle Flakes sh- listeners, I can personally vouch for for these two dudes. Really great episodes. It's funny. It's laid back. A lot like Rob and I. Uh, we've all we've kind of all been friends for years now, and everyone's pretty much the same. Pretty laid back. Nothing too official, but uh, it's just a lot of fun to kind of kick back and uh, hear us goof off a little bit about stuff we like. Yeah, we are also family friendly. Although every now and then we do talk about goose poop. Like right, just, yeah, just well, a lot of poop talk. If you like poop, <laughs> not just goose. We've been known to talk about that's dog true. We have poop. Talked about dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And, and today we had turtle poop. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you want to find the Bit Brothers Network, you can find us at uh, 
patreon.com slash bitbros as well. If you want to, for example, pay us to cover your game, you can also pay the Genesis jerks to cover a Genesis game <laughs> there. Um, but shout out also to the We Dude for the 8-bit stereo music that you hear in the background and at the intro of the show. Uh, he does, he stereoizes, if that's the right word, all these old NES games. Because if you'll recall, they were in mono uh, back in the day. So he Like, makes like my cat as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and then and we'll, Fox Dude for Awesome Logo. Yeah. Can I, and I guess shout out? Oh, go ahead. Sure. Go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Arcade USA, my good buddy uh, William Culver. He's got an awesome YouTube channel. Uh, I'm occasionally on there. Sometimes I'll do video game reviews of like homebrew games. Um, so check out Arcade USA on YouTube. Yeah, Willie's he's been around for a long time too. He's he's always putting yeah. great stuff. Solid dude. Yeah. And just to round it out, round out, bring this all together. I'll tell you a story. Friend of mine's got a cicada tortoise. It's about you know, it's about the size of a um, maybe a house cat now. It's pretty big. It's getting pretty big. He lets it out in his backyard and, and run around. He also has German shepherds. The tortoise's favorite food, or the fa- it's just it just loves it. It can't can't get enough of it. The dog poop. Oh, I <laughs> just can't get you just can't get enough of it. It's like every time he turns around, he's found the new pile. <laughs> Way to bring it all back there, Justin. Oh, Bringing it all in. I was expecting so we, pizza, but no. So basically, what we've done is we built this really nice episode, wrapped it up in this beautiful wrapping paper, and Justin has just lit it on fire and like set it on somebody's <laughs> step. Turns out it was full of poop. Turtle poop. Right. I mean, right. turtle poop characters. after the po- turtle has eaten dog poop. That's, oh, a, that's quite a Disney. Exactly. Oh, jeez. So you I guys like to pick, a, pick out a pizza at the end, right? <laughs> now that everybody's hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. I, I, I'll pick our pizza. Okay. So uh, today, uh, I think we're going to change it up a little bit um, because it's past uh, midnight already. So it's technically the morning. So I'm gonna go breakfast, and I'm gonna say uh, corned beef hash pizza because it's the best. Mm. Ooh, nice. <laughs> <That was> disgusting, <laughs> dude! You gotta get the right corned beef hash. I'm telling okay. you, you gotta well, get the good. We will. I promise. Wait, I, we we made you a deal, but I don't think you've taken it yet. Listen to the episode. Okay, I I'll, I'll, I haven't caught up yet, so I'll do that. Okay, I don't remember what it was. So, <laughs> all right. Until next time. Bye. Bunga doozy dudettes, and welcome to a mini sode of Turtle Flakes here. I'm joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Joshua Warwick. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How about you, sir? I'm doing great. It's uh, getting a little late, but you know what? It's, uh, of course, by the time you listen to this, it's kind of late in the episode, too, but hopefully you've been staying tuned uh, to all this because we didn't get to have Josh uh, on the last uh, episode to talk about Turtles 3 and the Manhattan Project. So I figured we'd just come on here real quick and, and hear your take on it because honestly, I. I don't know if you've ever grown up with this game or not. I know nothing about this. So, yeah, to tell us what Josh O'Rourke thinks of Turtles 3. 
Everybody get ready for my review of a video game I haven't played in 30 years. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> Good game. End the show. <laughs> and it's, that, that'd be so funny if you just ended it right there. It'd be, everybody would be so mad. <laughs> Especially if I teased it at the beginning. Like, it was very, very special. Yeah, uh, special guest. Yeah. <laughs> No, so uh, Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project, uh, we've talked about this game several times, I'm sure. We, <laughs> there's something really special uh, about the NES trilogy of Turtles games, and when I was doing research for this game this morning before I went to work, imagine, I, I went to work at like 4 o'clock this morning, for people that don't know, God bless so you. at like 3.15 in the morning I was watching YouTube Ninja Turtle <laughs> videos, so that's just, I'm almost 40. You know, so <laughs> hey, buddy, no judgment here. I've done it too. <laughs> um, but so I had heard that this game was made because they couldn't make Turtles in Time for the NES. the The Turtles in Time arcade oh, wow. game was just so am- graphically ambitious that there's no way they could have accurately put it on, ported it over to the Nintendo. And so this was a very late in the library. Uh, release for the NES, the original NES. When this came out, it was like 93, maybe even 94. And the Super Nintendo had already been out for a couple of years, and it had been getting its butt kicked by the Sega Genesis. Yeah! <laughs> so glad you brought that up. Not gonna lie. <laughs> does what Nintendo don't, so... <laughs> my guy, my guy. Um, So even though, like, it, it kind of sucks, there's no good Turtles game for the Sega... I mean, I'm a oh, Sega well, you know, guy. Well, they have the Hyperstone Heist, which, well, it's kind of like a... It's it's very similar to Turtles in Time. You know what? We're going to have to do an episode on that, because I've got some choice words for that little one. Really? Oh, I love that game. Huh? That'd be I, interesting. I like that game a lot. Oh, awesome. I will... I'll give you a mini-review. A mini-mini-review on that. Is it as good as Turtles in Time? No. No, it's not. <laughs> and that sucks, because it's like, one game is great... And the other game is is just good. Really? Good, okay. And I really like good. Good's pretty cool. But <laughs> when you're comparing it to something that's great, it's like, well, obviously, you know, just... I'm not saying it's bad. I really enjoy it. But there's some faults, as there is with anything. And especially uh, Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project. There's a lot of good, there's a lot of great, and there's a lot of just kind of, eh, alright, fine. You know, with... Uh, Turtles 3, I really like how it seems like a direct continuation of uh, Turtles 2, the arcade game for the NES, where they beat Shredder for the umpteenth time, and they decide to chill out and go to Florida. I don't know why they went to Florida. That's what we should do. Yeah, we should, yeah, I'm not going to Florida, man. Come you know, on, they get, they don't even wear masks. You gotta oh, wear yeah. your mask. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Duh, right now, wear yeah. the mask. <laughs> That'd be very hot. Man, but anyway... Uh, they go to Florida, and there's not one cameo from the Punk Frogs. I was kind of disappointed. But, <laughs> That's true. So, the thing that I really like about... Uh, and so, anyway, I, I'm I'm skipping. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, it seems like a sequel to Turtles 2, because they go to Florida after for a little bit of a vacation. And, of course, they're watching April on the news. And Manhattan Island rises out of the ocean, and the Shredder appears on the TV... And challenges the Turtles to save Manhattan as well as April O'Neil, who, of course, he kidnaps. And the Turtles have to make it from Florida 
to Manhattan Island. And it's kind of cool because the first couple levels of the game, you kind of see that progression of them moving up the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, seemingly, maybe I'm wrong, uh, but it, it really seems to me like they took those jet-powered surfboards all the way up the East Coast. <laughs> It's kind of cool. Cartoon logic. That's what I love. I mean, as logical and dry and deadpan as I am, I love me some Saturday morning cartoon logic. <laughs> because they all took it seriously and thus made me take it seriously. And so um, the thing that I really do love about this game is just in terms of like presentation. Like this is the most graphically dense mm-hmm. NES Turtles game uh, that there is. It's like, you know, you really, it, in Turtles 2, the arcade game, as much as I love that game, and I, and I think it's the best, probably the best uh, Turtles game, at least on the NES, my own personal biases, but I believe that that's probably the best one, at least on the Nintendo, the original Nintendo. And, but when you, but when you really look at it, the Turtles are not identifiable in any sense of the phrase, of, of the phrase. You know that it's a Ninja Turtle, but they're all palette swaps. They all kind of stand there and look at the screen and look at the player. And, you know, they don't really do anything. And then in the third game, they really took that to the next level where it really seems like each turtle is their own unique character. They have their own resting animations. Their fight animations are completely unique. Their special moves are all unique. And how they handle their, how they manipulate their weapons. Uh, depending on who and what they're fighting, it's really a lot of fun. Just to, it, it's one of those games that's a lot of fun for me at least to watch. Oh yeah, man, you you bring up a great point. Yeah, we we talked about like how how this one definitely. If you go side to side, um, you know, play Turtles two and then go right to Turtles three within the same sitting, you can definitely tell uh, that that Turtles three was a major um, facelift, a major upgrade in, in the graphics department and colors. So I'm glad you brought that up. That's true. Yeah, and there's also, I mean, like, just the amount of enemies that are on the screen, the detail and the bosses and how every boss, not only do they look completely unique, mm-hmm. they all have incredibly unique characters. It's not just a palette swap of Bebop and Rocksteady, but they're holding a different gun. You know, they all look differently. They all attack differently. They all, when they take damage, they take damage differently. Yeah, and Bebop even has a monster truck. Exactly. Yeah. The uh, in you know that's a toy someplace. You know. Oh yeah, I'd buy it too. And how does Bebop fit in there? Well, he doesn't. But don't worry. But I really do appreciate just the graphical uniqueness of this game, and that's where the game actually kind of suffers because it is just an eight-bit video game, and it's trying its best to look like a sixteen-bit Super Nintendo game. You know, mm-hmm. and there was a little bit of this this problem in the Turtles 2 arcade game port, but if it's really uber present in the Manhattan Project, where when you are, especially when you're playing co-op, when it's you and a buddy playing with two characters on screen and ten, or not even ten, like three, two, three, four uh, foot soldiers show up, all of a sudden you see your characters walking across the screen and there's just this clear bar across the whole screen. Right. Like yeah. basically like chopping them in half. Like they're, they're, there's like a third of them missing. And that happens all the time. And then there's so much slowdown because of sometimes, uh, I notice it particularly in the, uh, the surfing level. 
Oh, yeah, especially when they're jumping out of the water. I right. agree, yeah. You see, like, eight foot soldiers jump out of the water in a coordinated effort. Yeah, surprisingly synchronized, right? To completely <laughs> miss the turtles. It's like, okay, we're going to make them think we're going to kill them. We're just going to jump over them with style. Man, I hate my life. <laughs> and then we're going to jump back into the water, the shark-infested water. Uh, but there is a lot of slowdown. And that's, you know, to a certain extent, that's to be expected in an NES game. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it happens in, like, you know, I can only compare it to, like, did you ever play Castlevania on Super Nintendo? Oh, yeah, Super, uh, Super Castlevania? Like, oh, when, yeah. like especially they were trying to really do that 3D kind of technology that didn't really exist yet, mm-hmm. because, like, Star Fox hadn't really come out yet and done the whole 3D thing, when there's just major slowdown when the screen shifts, or yeah. just, you know, you just got this bar of empty space in the middle of the screen. And it's really just kind of after a while, you really notice it. And not even after a while, like almost immediately, you just really notice it. It never really lets you go until you stop playing the game. Uh, it never ceases to remind you that you're reaching, it, this thing is pushing the Nintendo to its absolute limits. And not a Final Fantasy game or a huge RPG, a Ninja Turtles game developed by Konami, who knew what they were doing. And it was a long game, too. That's another thing we talked about. It's like some of the scenes, it, there's technically only eight scenes, but some of the levels have two different like sections or parts to them. Like scene two is actually two. It's the surfing part and then the the ship. And then I think there's one or two others where it's like part of the Technodrome and then part of the elevator is one single scene. And right. it's, wow, this should be at least two levels. I was looking wow. at like a Let's Play of the game and like you would figure a Nintendo game would be like, you know, 30 minutes. 40 minutes at the most this thing was an hour and a half for two dudes to beat i know i you know, know it's crazy and it's just like and you know what like i remember and i i know it's i was joking earlier i haven't played this game in 30 years i actually i do own this game and i have played it not recently but i've played it within the last year it's a hard game <laughs> oh yeah this is a hard nut to crack man and i Okay, so, like, the whole game has, like, a scoring system. You beat a certain amount of foot soldiers, you get an extra life. And uh, so you have, with your basic attacks, you know, you you got jump, you got kick, you got your weapon attack. But then if you push, I want to say if you push, like, the the buttons in a certain sequence, you can do a completely unique uh, uh, special attack that each troll has her own special attack. You know, like, Michelangelo does, like, a handspring uh, that's the only one I remember. And Leonardo does like a big like spin with the swords, uh, uh, being held yeah. out. And sorry, I kind of choked on my words. That will take off life off of your health bar, but you'll also earn less points as you take out enemies. And, oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, so it takes longer to get extra lives. So the game is not encouraging you to use those special moves, but you almost need to. Oh yeah, especially when you get to the bosses, like um, like Raphael's kind of corkscrew attack or whatever, or the drill attack he does. That's like one of the very few that will actually go through a charging boss. So yeah, sometimes you have to like okay, use some strategy too. It's like, do I really want to cash in this stuff here? Um, it could you know really down my life. But if I make it by the time the next level starts, my life's been replenished. And you know it's it is that you know high risk high reward kind of scenario. It's really, I, I mean, and I really do appreciate, like, they kind of went kind of crazy with bosses, too, where you got, like, Dirtbag, you got Ground Chuck, 
Slash is in there, even though he's a mini boss. Um, Toka and Razor, you know, they they show up in this. A um, couple of giant Mousers. All right, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, getting kind of tired of Mousers. I don't really care. Um, Although I wouldn't mind having like you know another Mouser toy. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love like the little Mousers. Like I think they're kind of adorable. Um, <laughs> but like just a giant Mouser, it's like, oh okay. So, like, these 300 monsters that I've been fighting that I've destroyed. Oh, okay, so we're just going to bash them. We're going to kit bash them all together and just we're make one giant ones. one. It's like, that, that's going <laughs> to that's gonna fail, too. You know, but but then also, like, this game really gets kudos, major kudos for me uh, because it's the introduction of the Super Shredder, you know? Yeah, no kidding. You know, kind of showing you that this was supposed to originally be Turtles in Time with uh, the Super Shredder showing up. Yeah, and another thing about that, uh, you just made me think of it, is when uh, when you play the very end and he he takes that uh, TCRI can and op- and drinks it, I think. And that just reminded me of all the, like, the little cut scenes in between some of the scenes. And that was a really cool touch in the game. Uh, and there's a lot. I mean, this game's pretty dense. Not only are the stages long, but you got cut scene- scenes in between them. Yeah, and dialogue and, uh, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and even the manual is like high quality. I mean, Konami manuals are usually really good, but this one in particular is, is awesome. I'm holding it in my hand now, and they they, uh, they have colored screenshots inside. Of course, all a bunch of hand drawn um, drawings of uh, the enemies, and yeah, and, and I love the names of the stages. Uh, stage one is Fort Slaughterdale Beach. S- stage two is a ty- typhoon tidal pool. Let's see. Uh, Brooklyn Bridge is falling down. Welcome to the jungle. The sewer pipe nightmare. And then they kind of like, we're like, eh, we'll just call this one the Technodrome. Technodrome. <laughs> yeah. Final Vertigo- stage. Yes. Th- yes, exactly. Vertical point tower and Krang spaceship. And then I think that might be it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that's where you face shredders, uh, in the spaceship. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I really like one thing that I really, that I saw that I really, really like where, um, it's the, the boss fight with Leatherhead. Right at the beginning of the fight, you don't see him, but he's swimming around, and you hear you don't hear anything. Oh, good point. Yeah, I forgot know, about it's, that. It's almost if they had just put in like certain music, like that would have been like a horror uh, scene. <laughs> like if they had put the cabin music from Friday the Thirteenth in there, like just oh Scare my kids. god, oh <laughs> my god, you and your friends are dead. Game over. <laughs> I would have loved it. I would. I probably would have still been playing this thing today. No, uh, would have turned into a different kind of game, <laughs> scaring kids. Now Raphael has to razzle Jason Voorhees. It would have been great, <laughs> giving us the fight that we're all waiting for. Okay, come on. Still waiting. Come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. I actually don't want to see that because I know how it's going to end, and I don't want to see that. You know. <laughs> but oh. yeah, I mean, this is a really cool game. I mean, all of them. Uh, all the Konami, even though they said Ultra, all the Konami uh, Turtles games for Nintendo were great, with the exception of the Sega version of Tournament Fighters. Uh, let's just... Oh, come on, that's where Kawabanga came from. Let's just call a spade a spade, man. It sucks. Oh, you, you hurt know? me. I just... It's, dude, have you... <laughs> dude, you have not played that game in the past. We'll just... No, I'm looking through... Roast? No, no, no. Green colored glasses. Green colored glass, glasses, man. I mean, like, <laughs> I, mean I, I remember buying that game uh, maybe six or seven months ago, and I was so excited. I was so happy. I drove home, and I put it in my Sega, and I turned it on. I was like, <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
They got me. Wait, as a yeah. kid, you were saying this? When no, was? no, no. This was like a couple of months ago. No. Oh. <laughs> when I was a oh. kid, I would say something like "sugar, honey, iced tea." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, flitter. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fiddlesticks. Oh yeah. So speaking of that, speaking of that, so you said you played this as a kid. Yes. What was your first Turtles game? Was it was it this one? Was it the first game? Second game? Turtles in time. Uh, the first game that I ever owned was the second game. Uh, oh, I, me too. I me remember too. specifically getting that for my birthday, and I had played the arcade game. Hey, what are you doing? How are you doing? I'm talking to my buddy Rob. Hey, Rob. Hey, Isaac. How's it going, buddy? Fine. Speak up. <laughs> Say it louder. Fine. Fine. Oh, good, good. We're talking about Ninja Turtles. Ninja yeah, that's what we do, buddy. Do you like Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Yeah. Who's your favorite? Leonardo. Leonardo. Why? Because he wears blue? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my son's favorite, too. Yeah. Isn't it time for bed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I love you. Love you, Dad. Can I have my kiss? All right, go to bed. Okay. Seriously, See you, buddy. <laughs> See ya. Bye. <laughs> Remember oh, he used does... to call you Robbie? <laughs> I thought that that's okay. I'll I'll go by Robbie anyway. Remember day. he used to call you you're talking to Robbie? Yeah. Oh yeah, was that Isaac he used that to say Isaac that? That was Isaac who used to do that, yeah. Oh <laughs> Grayson wouldn't talk to you because she thought you were handsome and Danica did the same thing. It's been <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been many moons since I've seen you. But uh Oh gosh, yeah. But well, so uh, anyway, um yeah, so the second Turtles game was the first one that I had ever played. Um, outside of the arcades, you know, you go to the movie theater or something, you, there were six or seven arcade games in the movie theater and you play one, you know, you, I, you feel really oh, yeah. bad about that as an adult because your mother bought you a movie ticket, popcorn and soda. And now you're begging her for a dollar to go play a game for five Oh minutes. yeah. Uh, that was Pizza Hut for me, man. That Pizza Hut lobby. Yeah. Like, that on, you had Turtles 2 and you had Pac-Man, right? Yes. Uh, amen. There was like a Pac-Man machine. There was a, it was a, a pack, it was machine. like a flat table. Remember, they had to look down, you had to oh, kink your neck. Oh, yeah, the little cocktails, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, cocktail tables. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, they were great. They were great. They don't, I just, I, you know, okay, here we go. This is how we get really long episodes, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I miss arcades. I never even went to that many arcades when I was a kid, because there just weren't any. But, like, I miss arcade games, you know. Oh, I, me too. I just, I wish that they could come back and I know that they never will because we have the flipping internet, you know, just whatever. Yeah, it's so tough. It's so tough. Now here in Knoxville, I think there might be one or two. I don't even know if there's any more retro arcades here, honestly. I if there are, I don't know where they're at. But back where Landon and I um I used to live, uh in Asheville, that area, they have a, two really cool ones. They've got an old retro arcade that um has a bunch of old memorabilia, a barcade, I guess. There's a bar there, a full bar. But then they've got tons of pinball machines and old machines. Um, and it's really cool. We would go, there's a downstairs, like a cellar, and there was a bunch more like skee-ball machines, and there was a Turtles uh, 1989 arcade cabinet. And Landon and I, of course, it's all basically, you pay like a $1 or a $10 fee, and you can play all the games unlimitedly. Uh, oh, that's and, cool. Yeah. Oh, it was Awesome, and we ended up uh, doing a, a whole run of the Turtles game and beat it together. Uh, but yeah, it, there's nothing like the feeling of an arcade. I, I remember in Gloucester City, New Jersey, my dad, he would give me $3, three whopping dollars to cut the grass. But buddy, you know, $3 in an arcade? Well, it, dep- it depended on what game you played. 
I would stick with the old school games because they were only a quarter. So I played Ms. Pac-Man or Donkey Kong or Galaga or um, oh, there was a couple others too, like lesser known games that were really, really cheap. Root Beer Tapper was one of them. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it was in this old bowling alley. It was an arcade and bowling alley. So I'd walk about two miles from my dad's house in Gloucester to that bowling alley, and I would just cash in my money there. And oh, those were some great Saturday afternoons. Yeah. See, I, I should have been smart like you playing the old school games. Like, I went for the gold. Like, I would play, like, Aliens vs. Predator, or I would play Street Fighter. I would play games that would make, like, my <laughs> dollar go away oh, in God. about – yeah. <laughs> Like, I just walk in and my money's gone, you know? Right, but those are great games. Gosh, they're classics now. Yeah, I mean, like, I really, I I remember when I was a kid, we went to Great America, and I threw up on a roller coaster and, like, completely ruined, <laughs> ruined my whole day because I didn't want to go on another roller coaster, and I felt really, I feel bad about it in retrospect because my mom loves roller coasters, and she would sit with me while everyone else went on stuff, and, you know, I really felt bad, but I remember specifically it was a, a we were getting food at the Great America, and there was an arcade. My mom, uh, my mom didn't play games, but she liked watching me play games. And unless it was a racing game, she she would play those. But uh, oh, cool! Yeah, and she would, you know, she whenever she she would do oh, the my. classic thing that moms do, where they turn the car in the game, but they they move the uh, controller like a steering wheel. You know, it's just. But uh, I remember specifically, I remember this vividly, uh, I was playing Final Fight, and my mom was watching okay. me play it, and she, she, uh, I went through the first level, and my mom thought I had beat the whole game. She, you know, she was just, she was so happy watching me play that, because I got to enjoy myself at Great America after, after a while, you know. That's awesome, that's awesome. Yeah, I remember that, yeah, my mom was... My mom still is uh, will watch me play video games. I remember her watching me play Friday the Thirteenth, and she's sitting there, "Run! He's right behind you, man!" <laughs> and she was getting into it, you know. And and my dad, uh, God, God bless him. My dad was just looking at me like, "I can't believe you still play these things." I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, my my stepdad and, and well, um, of course there was there were two dads in the mix that uh, ended up raising me, and both both my stepdads they. Uh, they both kind of like shook their heads anytime I play video games. Like I don't get it, I don't get it. And my first stepdad, Bill, uh, he was he was awesome. He set up my Nintendo for me, and you know the one time he played with me was Batman for the NES. I've, I've told the story many times on the Retro Junkies, but so yeah. So what you say, Turtles Two is your favorite, and you said for nostalgia reasons. Is that just because it was your first game, or is there any other particular reason Turtles Two is your favorite? Yeah, so I I really like that one the best because I mean yeah, there's nostalgia, but like. Looking at it as as an adult, where they had pretty much the whole arcade game is. New stage hazards. And those two levels they added, you can tell, were just, they wanted to be sadists when they, especially the, the Shogun stage, where like stuff's coming out of the walls, and, like tigers, and everything is a robot that takes a million hits. What was the name of the rat with the leather jacket? I can never remember his name. Oh, Tora. He was a polar bear. Oh, that's right. Tora. That's right. He was a polar bear. But Nintendo kids, I always thought he was a rat with a leather jacket. <laughs> he, I mean, you know, why not? You know, that was One of the first common. Biker Mice from Mars. <laughs> yeah, right? They stole it. Biker Mice from Mars. 
Oh, gosh. There's a 90s gem for you guys. Oh, yeah. Man, watching that with SWAT cats and Cowboys and Moon Oh, gosh. Although Cowboys and Moon Mesa was legit because they got their started. They got their start in, like, the Archie comic book series. So. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, see, don't you understand how smart I am? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're good at knowing, uh, you know, what, useless facts or meaningless? Beyond useless. <laughs> like, nobody will ever care about the, the stuff that I almost messed up, about the stuff that we know. <laughs> you know? no Nobody, no. You know, just... <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, so let, let me ask you something, man. What would be your, hmm, how do I say this? What would be your, in order, your top three favorite Turtles games? Oh, uh, so Ninja Turtles, uh, the arcade game. Oh, nice. And that would be number one. Uh, and you can you can say either the arcade or the port on NES. I'm just going to lump them both in the one uh, because okay. they're both. Because I don't really, you know, I mean, they're both just that good to me. And they both mean that much to me, so they're both one game to me. You know, I I, I don't care about their differences. Um, probably after that would be the Ninja Turtles Mutants in Manhattan game that came out for the PlayStation Three. Wow, you put that up there! Wow. I really back when I had a YouTube channel, I had like a dozen or so videos of me playing that game. Really liked it. I really liked how it was. You got to play as all four turtles uh, at the push of a button. You could switch. Um, it had the art style of Mattias Santaluco for the cutscenes yeah. and the whole gameplay, as, as a matter of fact. And Tom Waltz actually wrote the uh, the script for that game. And that game ended on a cliffhanger. Thank you. And there were just a bunch of really cool bosses, bosses that you wouldn't really uh, think about seeing. You know, Of course, Bebop and Rocksteady, but also Slash and... Uh, Wingnut, out of nowhere, Wingnut was a bad guy in that, and uh, had some pretty cool <laughs> fights with Karai and stuff like that. That was a lot of fun. Voice cast was really good. Um, and poor Michelangelo never got the... There was a joke throughout the game where Michelangelo never got to eat any pizza, but everybody else did. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. <laughs> the only thing that would have made that game a lot better was a Casey Jones cameo, and he's mentioned, but he's never shown in the game, so... No, whatever. Ah. Uh... I wonder if they were saving that for, like, an add-on one day and it just never came out. It never, yeah, like, nobody bought that game, you know, but, like, that was Shame. that was made by a developer called Platinum. Pub- it was at least published by them. I can't remember if it was developed, but they did a lot of action, like Transformers Devastation, um, uh, Nier Automata. They did a lot of uh, Legend of Korra. You know, they've done a lot of action platformer games, and the DLC really isn't their thing. Seemingly, I might be wrong, but like they put they put the game out and then it's on to the next game, which is really commendable nowadays. Um, yeah. And also, that game was a steal at forty bucks, brand new, because it wasn't like this grand operatic open world, whatever. It was just cool beat 'em up that would have been better if it was two D, in my opinion. Sure. And yeah. speaking of two D, like probably the probably my number three would be Ninja Turtles two back from the sewer for the Game Boy. Wow, okay, interesting. I really, and yes, there is nostalgia there, I'm not excluding that, but I actually still play that game regularly. I have that, I actually feel stupid because I forgot it. I brought my Game Boy with me to work and it's in my locker right now. So, but whatever, it's in there. Um, 
it's a lot of fun. I really love the soundtrack. I really love the graphics in it. And yeah, again, every character, every turtle is basically palette swapped, but it's a Game Boy game. That's to be expected there. Yeah, and, and imagine how exciting that was back in the early 90s when you could take the turtles on the go like that. Oh, oh. God, unless it was nighttime in your car, like, you could play it anywhere, yeah. <laughs> yes, before backlit screens, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and I have a Game Boy Advance, and I'm thinking I'm all, I'm all, like, high speed and stuff. Like, I'm the smart retro game player, and no, it's still no backlighting. Yeah, that's true, yeah, the, the first Advances didn't even have that. Right. Yeah, that's early 2000s. Isn't that crazy? That's early, yeah, or at least late 90, 99 or something like that. But, like, if uh-huh. I could, like, include, like, a recommendation, there's this really cool app game, iTunes app store game, called Ninja Turtles Mutant Madness. And it really is Ooh. just, it's kind of like Raid Shadow Legends. It's it's a game that's free, but you're going to pay for a bunch of bullcrap that you don't need. But it's just really cool to see. It's kind of like, like I said, it's like Raid Shadow Legends, but with Ninja Turtles. And it's got the art style of the old cartoon. I.e. the good cartoon. Oh! I'm just... You mean 2003? Hey, what? Sorry, 2003. Hey, you stop that. Yeah, bull- I'm just... Hey, you, will you stop? <laughs> Try to hurt me. Okay. <laughs> but I would recommend that. That's a really cool free. I haven't put any other money towards it, but, like, it's a really cool free. It's got, like, uh, comic book cutscenes and everything, and, like, the new season of it just started revolving around Ace Duck, and it's, it's really neat. But, like... Yeah, I really think those Game Boy those Game Boy games are actually probably better than the Nintendo NES games. Wow! Just because of the simplicity of them, where because it's a handheld game, so they had less to work with, and so they had to make sure you got the best bang for your buck, and they did. And I mean, they weren't none of the Turtles games in that early uh, console generation. None of them were phoned in. You know, they oh, were all good. Well, plus, I think you, you think about how hot those games, or how hot that series was back then, you know? The NES came out in, what, 85, 86? Yeah. Uh, in North America, and then, of course, the Turtles came out in late 87, early 88, and, you know, it just blew up. Mm-hmm. So you know, if the kids buy that game, they're expecting a good game, uh, and they had to deliver, especially after some, you know, Atari franchises or movie franchises that that didn't do well. Right. I'm sure when you know the, after the video game crash and Nintendo kind of brought home consoles back, they're like, okay, if we're gonna have another big franchise game, this game better be good. Yeah. <laughs> so. And it's really and, funny you mention it that way because Konami was was super. Konami and Nintendo were super upset about the success of Ninja Turtles. Because I remember there was a bundle with a Nintendo and the original Turtles game, and that one was selling more than the bundle with Mario and Duck Hunt, the one that everybody had. You know, wow, it what was, about that? And Nintendo was super ticked off because people were just buying it. Seemingly, people were just buying it because there was a Turtles game in it. That's right. And, and they didn't want to do more Turtles games, but they had to because obviously there was money in it. Big seller, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't you can't fault them for not wanting to do it, but you can't fault them for feeling like they had to do it. Right. Good point. Good point. You know, and I I think we've talked about uh, didn't we talk about one of the the Game Boy games on one of our old? Remember when we did? The we have talked about everything, Rob. We've been doing this show for seven <laughs> years. 
We've talked about everything multiple times. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think we dedicated a, uh, yeah, an episode to one of the Game Boy games during like the 12 Days of Christmas. Remember when we did that a few years ago? Yeah. 12 Days of Christmas. That was a lot of hard work, man. It sure was. Oh, we were so tired by the end. 12 episodes in 12 days, and holy crap, I hated you by the end of that month. It's like, oh, me, how do you think I had to edit every single one of those? And I was like, oh. <laughs> Great talk, great talk. You know, the the editing definitely is is where it, uh, yeah, it slows down a lot. And by by, I think like for third or fourth one, I was like, oh man, I don't know if we're gonna make this. Man, my days. wife is gonna leave me. Man, just <laughs> <laughs> all this editing. You know? Yeah, we did. We did talk about we we've at least talked about uh, Turtles two because that was the one that I played the most. Yeah. Even though I, I feel so stupid because I have all this turtle stuff, but I usually end up gravitating towards what I know. Where it's like, I have all oh, of the... It's like my Sega. I I have like 30 Sega games, and I keep playing Streets of Rage 2. <laughs> oh, hey, buddy, I, I feel you there. Every year I have to beat Shining Force for the Sega Genesis. Right around Thanksgiving time. I don't know when the tradition started. I know it was sometime in the early 90s. And since then, I at least fire up the game once a year, right around that time. And this, this past Thanksgiving, I actually beat it. Which, probably the first time since before kids that I've done that. Yeah, yeah, before kids. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so uh, so any last, uh, you know, parting thoughts on Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project for the NES, my friend? I'm, boy, you brought up a lot of stuff we didn't get to mention in the show, so I'm so glad we did this. See how it's done? Yeah. <laughs> it's called research. So, I would. speaking of research, I would like to say that uh, a lot of the trivia I got on this game uh, was from a YouTube channel that I was watching this morning called Top Hat Gaming Man. Uh, he does, he focuses a lot on beat em ups and fighting games, so he's, that's right in my wheelhouse right there. I love side scrolling beat em ups, I love fighting games. Uh, and he talks about a lot of that stuff. And he's got a couple of Turtles uh, videos, and you can find them on YouTube. So I would highly awesome. recommend go watching that. I will subscribe, my friend. That sounds awesome. Yeah, but so last thoughts on Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project. Um, I really wish uh, Casey Jones was in this game because he was on the box art. Yeah, if you look real close, yep, you can see him. Yeah, that great Jim Lawson box art right there. You know, it also makes me wish there was a Triceraton in this game. You know, just one. Yeah, with a giant knife. That'd be awesome. But, uh, yeah, but I really, I, it's just kind of, it's a cool, uh, it's a cool, like, riding the DeLorean back to, uh, playing these old Nintendo games. And, you know, a lot of Nintendo games, a lot of video games in the 80s and 90s, and even a lot nowadays, like, they just kind of phoned it in. Like, they, you know, I, it was new hardware for a lot of people, and they didn't know what they were doing, and, you know... A lot of games that we remember being great, if you go back and play them, not that great, man. <laughs> Spider-Man on the Sega Genesis sucks, and I remember Ooh, I loving it. that game. And go watch it on YouTube. Don't buy it. Go watch it on YouTube. <laughs> uh, I mean, unless I mean, if you like it, that's cool. That's that's uh, that's just my thing. But uh, the Turtles uh, games are something special. There's just something so just like clean and precise about the the package that this game is it's like it's got everything it's got great music it's got great production value it's got great design it's got great sound mostly um 
not the best graphical fidelity, but that was just because they were trying to throw everything and the kitchen sink at you. Yeah. And Turtles 3, even though I don't really have that much experience with it, it is fun. You know, it's hard. It It's kind of like the developers thought we they've been they beat the last two games we got to make them really go for this game and it's probably not that it was probably nintendo's uh hatred to the uh video rental system to where they hated that you didn't have to buy games you could just rent one so they made games as hard as they could so you would have to buy it because you wouldn't have time in your weekend to beat it right so exactly that's why battletoads is a thing and that's probably why Dark Souls is a thing nowadays. And, you know, like, games are games are so hard. It's Nintendo hard. It's like, no, it's not. Nintendo was greedy. They were mad at Blockbuster. <laughs> it's got, you've wasted your childhood trying to beat Ninja Gaiden 3. Sorry. but And that's a little bit of Ninja Turtles 3, where it is, it's hard because it probably is. because they wanted to increase the, they wanted you to buy that game and not just rent it. But, if, <laughs> excuse me, if you can just stick with it, it's a really fun game. It's a really kind of it's a really kind of fun trip down memory lane. Uh, I completely forgot this, that the uh, the Super Shredder was in this game, and I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't even know the Super Shredder was in this game. For whatever reason, I had it in my head that Krang was the last boss, and I I did not remember uh, the Super Shredder being a thing. Yeah, well, I guess I mean I, let's be honest. I I think most of us kids, unless we just did a magical long run with our friends or did game genie yeah game up. genie most of us didn't get that far to see super shredder you rented a <laughs> it's game a genie. hard game yep yeah it's a hard hard game and turtles 2 is hard just because of how oh, long yeah. that game is i mean it's not necessarily hard except for the general track boss fight but like the game's just long and like the first turtles game is hard because it's a flippant puzzle like Especially, like, you go to the Air Force field, you go to the Air Force level, the Air Force base, and you, you have to find the correct manhole uh, to get to the Technodrome, and it's randomly generated. Like, they were doing some Diablo-level stuff. <laughs> Way back in the day. It's a procedurally generated level. That's stupid. Why? <laughs> anyway. It's pretty cool. I like it. I, I highly recommend it. If you have nostalgia for the game, you're going to have a better time, though, in my opinion. Yes, that that was definitely me. That was definitely me growing up. This was a big one of my childhood. It's it's one I still like. As soon as I hear the the intro music of it and that intro, uh, that intro video of, uh, and everything, it just fires me up so much. And, yeah, this is a game that just – it would definitely make my top ten on the NES – Um, might even make my top ten of all time just because I love this – you know, I have so many good memories with it tied to it. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. That is awesome. Last thing I will say about this game is I wish this game's graphics were in the second game. Yeah, that would. I agree with you. I really wish that because, like, the game's graphics and the and and the third game are so good. That's how I remember the the arcade game port. That's how I remember it when I look back at wow. it in my head, and I know it wasn't that crisp. But that's what I that's what it looks like in my head. Yeah, and it's amazing. It was just a two year gap, but you can see how much the developers learned at the time. And uh one thing I found out when we were doing the two dudes um show is that it was a different developing team 
you know, I thought it was the same team that did Turtles 2, but actually, if, if I understood what uh, Justin was saying correctly, that team that did the Turtles 2 arcade port for the NES moved on and worked on the Turtles in Time game. So they had kind of like, I don't want to say like the, yeah, I don't, I don't want to say like the B team or anything because they certainly, gosh, they did an amazing job. No, that's their A team, man. Yeah, yeah, they really knocked out of the ball. I mean, that makes sense because they they had all that experience port, uh, porting one arcade game to a, a home console. Yeah, you would want that team on the Turtles in Time. Yes, yes, and I mean they knocked it out of the ballpark too. And that was another thing we talked about how Turtles was kind of not necessarily lost in the shuffle, but you know slightly overshadowed because you had Turtles the arcade port in 1990, and then you had the Turtles in Time game in late 92 and i think the turtles 3 game for the nes came out in like mid 1990 maybe summer of 1992 so you know it's just six you know three or four months later uh the turtles in time game would come out and a lot of people had like you said at the beginning it was released at a time when everybody was getting a super nintendo exactly yeah so you know a lot of people just missed this one and and I was uh, kind of guilty of that. I I didn't have a Super Nintendo really early growing up, but I didn't know there was a third Nintendo game, third Turtles game, until one of my buddies during that birthday party opened it up, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's a third game!" <laughs> so that changed that you know that changed everything that day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for for doing this, man. It's, oh gosh, no, forty five minutes. We really know how to shoot the breeze, don't we? Yeah, man. I mean, you told me you had okay. First two things. You told me, okay, so we're thinking 15-minute segment. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then you texted me. You are like, okay, I've got a half hour. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm looking at 52 minutes and 29 seconds. <laughs> Rob, it's been five years, okay? <laughs> yes, I know. You're right. You're you right. know this by now. Uh, you would think I'd learn. You'd think I'd learn. Even, it doesn't even matter what time of the day is. I'm like, oh, I'm tired. Well, We'll be done in 20 minutes. Hey, dude, I'm exhausted, <laughs> and I, I showed up for this thing. All right, come on. Yes, I, I hear you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, so it's, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I really, uh-huh. I, I really, I miss those. I wit, and this is me just being an old okay boomer, you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> I really miss video games being that simple, which is probably why, I ultimately why I went to uh, going back to buy a Sega. And, like, just really getting into my old Sega games and, like, trying to buy the games that I used to have and get the games that I always wanted. And I still have to get a Sonic game. I haven't bought a Sonic game yet. Oh, well, you know, that. I mean, that's what we did. That's, gosh, what we love about classic games. I mean, there's there's the nostalgia, but then there's also the simplicity of it. And just, um, it's a neat kind of step back in time, too, in, in gaming history. Uh, so it's, I think it's a combination of all those things. And sometimes they're just plain flat out fun, you know? Uh, so I, that's why I, I had to sell a lot of my collection a couple years ago. Uh, but I slowly kind of built back some of the things kind of like similar to you, um, the games that were special to me or games I always kind of wanted. So I don't have a big library anymore, but the games I have, I, I really, they're really special to me. So yeah, same, same thing with turtle stuff. It's like the, the stuff that I have, I don't have a ton of stuff. But the stuff I have, I really love. Yeah, uh, see, like, you know, talking about Turtles, too, where it's like, I really spent the last year, like, really figuring out a bunch of stuff where it was just like, yeah. I don't really like, I mean, I love the Turtles, you know, that that's never going to change. Oh, yeah. But, like, um, 
really what I really just absolutely love about the Ninja Turtles is the old cartoon and the original toys. And I love that crap. You know, that's, yeah. just, that's just it. Honestly, for me, I mean, I joke around a lot and I give a lot of people guff, but uh, mostly you. But um, <laughs> hey, that's our that's our stick. I give a lot of guff, but like I, I recognize that 2003 might be ostensibly better or darker or whatever. And everybody's got their own thing. Yeah. You know, somebody really loves the 2012. For me, it was my own. I know it's my own bias, but I really just love, like, just the simplicity of that old cartoon where, like, Donatello will kick the crap out of the shredder by pulling, literally pulling a rug out from under him. <laughs> and that's how this ninja master assassin was foiled again, you know? Exactly. Was, I love slapstick. There it is. I mean... Me too. Have a donut. Have a donut, you know? <laughs> that's one of my favorites. But, like, what I love about that old show is, like, how absurd it is and everybody took it so seriously. Oh, yeah. It was like, how are we going to beat this guy? And Leonardo's like, with my elbow pad. Like, oh, well. <laughs> and then he does it. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, just... yeah. But anyway, like, I'd really been taking, like, a lot of time to really figure out the things that I like. And it was like, and one day you and I are going to have a podcast over issue 100. Okay? I'm setting <laughs> hey, that sounds good. Because we gotta we got to hash that out. Because we owe that to people that, like we're listening to our city at war issue by issue mutation station thing. And then around issue 95, when Jenica became a turtle, we kind of stopped. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny that you bring that up. Well, one it's, I definitely want to do. Yeah. I want to talk a hundred with you more specifically one day. Cause uh, I've talked about it with my buddy, Zach. So the jury's already out. I love the issue and I already know how you feel about it. So I'd love to talk about more about that. And also, I'm so glad you brought up the fact that, you know, you're huge into the original series. And I knew that. I, I mean, we all love what we love. I, of course, I love the original series too. And the, gosh, that original Playmates toy line was so, it's special. so special. Um, it's never been beaten. You know what? I agree with you. I agree with you. There, I don't think there will ever be a toy yeah, line you do. at least. Yeah, <laughs> at least that gets me in the feels like the, uh, the original 1988 toy line did. But, uh, um, going back to the original series, Josh and I and Jay Weezy, we all, we've all been talking. I think the next episode we do of Turtle Flakes, we're going to go back to our roots, you know, like we've always done where we have three, gosh, now probably four eras of the Turtles if you think about it. But we're going to go back to the classic era of the Turtles and do a classic episode soon. So I got to kind of figure out. I wish I could tell you right now off the top of my head which was the last original cartoon episode we, we had watched together. I can tell you. Was, oh, really? What was it? I guarantee I, can, I guarantee I remember this. It was Splinter No More. Really? Was that? Gosh, if, you, if you're if you right, I am going to be really impressed. Somebody's got, I mean, like, yeah, sure, you knocked this show up, but I carried it, you know? It just, it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to be coming back to the classic era of the Turtles, which is really cool. We hadn't done that in quite some time. Like Josh and I have talked in the last episode, and, and Jay Weezy as well, I don't know if we can really commit to like a monthly schedule or anything like that, but we definitely we're so thankful. We're so thankful that there's still a handful of listeners out there that still were subscribed to this feed after a year and a half break. Uh, we got some feedback on the last episode, and I, golly, we're just so thankful for that because I that was not something I expected at all. So you know, we definitely will be putting out new content this year. It's just <laughs> will it be like the old days when we're cranking them out every Saturday? 
unfortunately now we just don't have the time in our schedules to do that but but yeah we're definitely wanting to do something and i think it what better way to start than going back to uh our roots in the classic the classic era so stay tuned for that and once again hosehead i really appreciate you talking about turtles 3 and what type of uh what type of pizza are we going to have to close out another totally tubular episode of turtle flakes Oh, man, you know what, man? Everybody's got their favorite kind of pizza. Everybody's got, like, crazy... Everybody's got all these crazy diets and stuff and keto and following all that crap. You uh-huh. know, so <laughs> I'm just... I'm a real... I'm a real red meat guy. You know, I really do love some red meat. I'm going to pick some toppings that are not red meat. I apologize. But I'm going to pick, like, you know, bacon and sausage and pepperoni and ham and all kinds of... Just, like, you're going to get the uh, the Widowmaker surgery... Across I was gonna say like heart what heartburn central right there, <laughs> you know just just that's that's what I want you know because I I really I had a hard day man you know how physical my job is it uh, sucks <laughs> uh, I, I believe it man oh man so I need I definitely need the protein yeah and some comfort food absolutely that's right we need a meat lovers pizza right there all right sounds good guys well. Guys, uh, if you want to go ahead and uh, give us an email or send us an email, our, our email address is turtleflakespodcast.gmail.com. We are on Twitter at turtleflakes. And, of course, we've always got our good old-fashioned TurtleCom hotline. The number is 865-309-4875. We always highly encourage you guys to call in. Let us know about the feedback, maybe for Turtles 3, maybe for Splinter No More, if that's the one coming up, uh, or anything just turtles you want to talk about uh please give us a call or send us an email we'd love to hear from and uh, on behalf of joshua Rourke, my partner ninja turtle crime and myself here's to hoping you enjoy your friends your family and a mega slice of bacon sausage pepperoni ham meat lovers oh and pineapple pizza cowabunga dudes cowabunga everyone you and your stupid pineapple i don't leave that in there <laughs>
thing I was wearing pants. <laughs> it's always dangerous if you're on Skype and you stand up. But he played with me, so we just but we never made it very far. Neighbor Kid and I made it a lot further. I hear it. Guilty. Yeah, we caught you, Josh. <laughs> There's some more editing. <laughs> so is I all the uh, giving you trouble again? No, I don't know what you said, but no. definitely not. <laughs> I don't know what you said, but no. <laughs> I asked if Chrome Dome was giving you trouble again. Oh, yeah. He's always giving us trouble. Okay. That Google Chrome Dome. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. Oh, there it is. <laughs>